0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is episode number 21 of the J Money Talks podcast. Well, how's it going, everybody? It is your host, Big J Money, here, and we are doing good. It is the time, it is March the 1st. It's the first day of March, and we're about, and guess what? We're about to get set for March madness. We're this close to the best time of the year, especially if you're someone who lives in the state of Kentucky. And you're a basketball fan, it is College Basketball's March Madness. So, February, you can go fuck yourself. April, we'll see you all in hell. It's March o'clock, motherfuckers. Get on the program. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I've read that. Basically, like, yeah, college, basketball's, college Basketball is about to hit March Madness. We're almost there. We actually got a good amount of stuff going on. Um, we've got to start. I guess we should start off. Into this time frame, with of course the big situation of sadly, of course, Tiger Woods having a bad, uh, very bad car accident, big single car accident. He actually went had to go through, he had to be saved, rescued from the jaws of life, according to LA County police, the LA County Sheriff's Department. Um, he had to go through multiple surgeries involving his ankle and uh, his legs. Um, it is gonna be he is. Recovering, he's currently recovering from those surgeries. I'm actually, fan up going being successful, and he's in great spirits. Uh, the question is, how long will he be out? I don't know, but it's gonna be a big thing if Tiger ever plays golf, golf again. That's gonna be that's a tough thing. Um, I to me, as not a golf, much of a golf fan, but as a Tiger, but I am, but I do enjoy watching Tiger Woods, especially when he plays, especially uh. Great black athlete, so you know we gotta stick together. So, uh, yeah, we I just wish Kobe, uh, I mean, sorry, Tiger, a great speed recovery. Um, especially uh, a lot of actually a lot of golfers actually pay tribute to uh, Tiger Woods right now, as multiple golfers actually wore red for today as a time of this recording and during the WGC Workday Open, I believe that's the golf tournament. Being held right now, so several golfers are actually wearing red right now. Amanda, see Amanda players who are wearing them. Tony Finau, aren't best. He is actually wearing it best as he is wearing a mock, red mock golf shirt, black pants, and he is wearing his Nike hat backward. Backwards. There's also a Puerto Rico Championship is doing that. As the entire ground crew actually wore in tribute to Tiger, and let's see, a mother, let's see a Them is. Let's see, he's actually still. Uh, mono was red red was of course Jason Day, Tommy Fleetwood, Cameron Champ, Sebastian Munoz, Roy McElroy, and Patrick Reed, and. John Ram, Justin Thomas, both wore shave red, but it looked more pinkish color. Uh, it also says here that the F- Bryce, uh, let's see, among them is also a uh, Bryson DeChambeau, DeChambeau, and Matt Kuchar also used a Bridgestone golf ball with Tiger's name stamped on the side. Max Homa, who actually won the Genesis Invitational this Saturday, and was actually awarded the tournament trophy at the Riviera Golf Club from Tiger Woods himself, actually he said Saturday night he would wear Honor Woods by trying to play his best. Homa did not have a red shirt, nor could he arrange to get one through various sponsorships. He was immediately scolded on social media. Among the sponsors on Twitter I am contractually obligated to wear clothes with certain logos that I can't buy at a dick's. A Bass Pro Shop, Roger Dunn, a Walmart, a store, and etc. Thank you for all the options, though. Lair, I mean this with zero hyperbole. This is the weirdest thing I've ever experienced on Twitter. Or Lol. I love Tiger more than you guys. Promise. Listen to an interview from last week. Random Black Tomorrow doesn't prove that. A lifeline attempt to mimic his approach to the game does. So, there's a lot of things. My thing is, prayers up for Tiger. I'm hoping he actually does recover. If he does decide to make a comeback, I'm. That is going to be a big thing, so I hope he comes back. That's my hope. Is that the Tiger actually does come back? If he does, he is actually better. Let's see. According to the issue, it is that whatsoever committed, comminuted, comminuted, Open. Oh, what is that? common Um. Communited open fracture. What is that? What is that? If scream rose open from the wound, doctors call it a comminuted open or compound fracture. Okay, so these are okay. So these are okay. It's the same thing as a fracture, basically. But we'll just call it an open compound fracture. It's an open compound fracture. So, I don't know why. Who? I don't know. if They just want me to say this. But, yeah. It says here there were bones that were breaking into more and two pieces. And with breaks in the skin. In the upper and lower portions of the tibula and fibula of his right leg. So, those are... It says here. Surgeons, there place a rod into the tibia of, of Red's right leg, leg. And they use a combination of screws and pins to stabilize the... Injuries to his foot and ankle, according to Doctor Anish Mahajan, who is the chief medical officer and interim CBO of Harbor UCLA Medical Center. Uh, Mahajan said, "Would also suffer trauma to the muscle and soft tissue of his right leg." which requires surgeons to release the covering of the muscles to relieve pressure due to swelling. In a statement it did not include details about Wood's upper leg, leg uh, margins. In an in earlier statement on Tuesday, Tiger Woods agent Mike Steinberg said he suffered multiple injuries. The statement said Wood was Woods was awake, responsive and recovering after surgery. When and where the accident happened? Woods was. The accident occurred on after 10 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday near the border of Rolling Hills Estates in Rancho Palos Verdes, about about 30 miles south of downtown L.A. Los Angeles. Uh, Woods was a sole occupant of a 2021 Genesis GV80 SUV at the time of the wreck. Of a wreck. During a news conference on Tuesday, LA County Sheriff Alex Villanueva said Woods was traveling near northbound on Hawthorne Boulevard at a relatively greater speed than normal while descending a steep hill in an area that has a high frequency of accidents. He said there were no skid marks on the road and no signs that was attempted to break. According to Villanueva, Woods' vehicle hit the center divider, destroyed a wo- wooden, welcome to rolling. Hills, a state sign, and rolled over several times after crossing the two southbound lanes. The SUV had a curb and a tree before settling several hundred feet from the road. The vehicle nearly missed hitting a utility pole. However, it was not a factor. and authorities didn't immediately know how fast Woods was driving when he crashed. LA County Sheriff's Deputy Carlos Gonzalez says, Said he sometimes stops people driving well over speed limit in the 45 mile an hour zone where signs warn truckers to use lower gears because of the speed grade. Uh, Vanover said there was no evidence that Woods was impaired at the scene. At the scene, uh as Ward's condition when, before he found him. So I was initially arrived at the scene and found Woods struggling to get off his SUV. He said Woods was seat, wearing a seatbelt and was conscious and alert. I spoke to him. I wondered what his name was. He told me his name was Tiger and at that moment I re- immediately recognized him. I uh, said Woods was able to answer a question, able to answer a question about what day it was and where he was. Tiger was able to speak to me loudly. Out so of that Woods, appeared to be incredibly calm, probably because he was in shock. Because of the damage to the front end of the vehicle and the fact that the SUV was lying on its side, responders had to extricate Woods from the car through its windshield. LA County Fire Department Chief Del Osby said responders had used a pry bar and an axe to remove, to remove the windshield and pull Woods to safety. Other words, the also the uh Vanilla added that the bat airbags deployed in the cab of the SCV was still intact, which allowed Woods a cushion to survive a crash. I will say that it was very in- it's very fortunate that mister Woods was able to come out of this alive. On said Woods was able to stand under his own power, so responders moved him from the scene on a backward Woods was alert enough to ask responders to call his manager to retrieve his treatise golf clubs, and luggage. The Wave said it would take days to several weeks to for investigators to complete their investigation into the crash. They, are, they were retrieving video from traffic cameras to determine wherever another car or an animal caused Woods' car to leave the road. Data might also be extracted from the car's computer system to determine how fast Woods was driving at the time of the wreck. While it was in LA, was in an appearance but did not play over the weekend at... But Genesis is Invitational. His invitation helps organize and host the tournament. Woods remain in LA to area to film outtakes and scenes for the Discovery owned Golf TV, a streaming entity in which he was involved. In a statement, Golf TV said Woods was filming on course instruction for a series. Okay. Sarah, on Monday, he worked with actor David Spade, former NBA player, Dwayne Wade, actress Jada Pinkett Smith at Rolling Hills Country Club was scheduled to work with L.A. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert and New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees on a number on Tuesday. And he was actually heading to there from a nearby resort. Okay. So what does it say right now? Okay, here's a big thing here. It said here that... Because the biggest thing was involved in this was that... During a TV interview with CBS announcer Jim Nance, during Sunday's final round of the Invitational, Jim's Invitational, Wood said he was actually planning on hoping to play in the Masters in April. He is, of course, a five-time winner event. Most recently was the 2019 Masters. Which was the 2019 Masters. Uh, Wood said in the interview, God, I hope so. I've got to get there first. A lot of it is based on my surgeons and doctors and therapists, and making sure I do it correctly. This is the only bag I've got. I don't have much t- I don't have much more wiggle wiggle room left. What Tiger was a fit, last official star was actually at the 2020 Masters, which was played in November after being postponed from its typical April day because of the COVID-19 pandemic. He tied for 38th and Woods was in the 50th in the world ranking after playing only 9 times that season and he played his last public golf event was the PNC championship where he played with his 12 year old son Charlie Woods so do what do we see here right now it looks like this is going to be a long hard long recovery and he's already doing with back injuries multiple back injuries as he said that there's not much room to like make moves. He actually went his fifth back procedure on December the twenty third to alleviate pain and discomfort. So F so who knows how much more he has left this who knows? It's I want him to come back, but it's as much as I want Tiger to come back, it looks like this could I'm not saying this could be the end of Tiger's career, but it is uh but it is a uh, very close. Uh, also, let me make sure. Uh, since it's just for the interest of full disclosure, on the report, this report it was written by ESPN senior writer Mark Schlabach. Schlabach, Sla Schlabach. Uh, on e- for ESPN, so ESPN report, and. uh, also the same uh we have a report was by Bob ESPN senior writer Bob Herrick. So wanna at least get that sources dot in there. So yeah, I think this is gonna be a long, long recovery for Tiger. I want him to make an I want him to come back into this. I want him to get get healed. Uh to have a to heal, but if it's if there's a chance he can't play again, it's I mean, all I can say is like Fangy Tiger for at least all I can say is, like, this is Tiger is just, I say, hope he gets back. I hope he gets healthy again. And if he does make a comeback, it would be probably one of the biggest comebacks in sports, especially coming through an accent as crazy bad as this. So, who knows? I would love to see Tiger golf again, but it's going to be rare to come back. So, who knows? But, who knows? Just like my f- just like how I came into this world, never say never. So let's move on to the big story, big situ, big story, which is college basketball. Which is college basketball, and we got so, Let's start with probably the first big, big. I guess the first big uh big thing is this Saturday. So, Saturday. Let's start off with, of course, of course, as the shirt says. Louisville, we got the Louisville Cardinals going to Cameron, North Carolina to take go into Cameron and take on those pesky Duke Blue Devils. Taking on the Duke Blue Devils and Cameron. And Cameron. Empty court. And uh, first half for Louisville was actually pretty good. Was actually doing... Was actually pretty good. Pretty good as the Blue Devils trying to come off a as trying to extend their win streak. Their late season win streak to 4 to 4 and, and to 4 to 4. Their late season win streak to 4 games and 4 games. Louisville coming out the gate strong in the first half actually gained the first gain a getting a uh, great boost from uh Oval coming out the gate actually pretty good on a actually coming out starting off back and forth until and we actually get to the first Well oh, back and forth big thing big dunk was actually big David Johnson dunk by David Johnson in the game in the first half first half and first half with a nineteen seventeen Breakaway uh, around a 10, 11 eleven-minute mark in the first half, and and eventually it led to a Louisville to a back-and-forth with through with Louisville on a JJ Drainer jumper, jumper by JJ trainer Carly Jones dunk, dunk followed by a jumper by Matthew Hurt. Actually, Carly Jones hanging a big free by, with an assist by Samuel Williamson. Uh, which made the, which made Louisville have a lead of 26 to 19 lead, 19 lead, and it came to actually start moving up. Louisville would actually extend the lead to a double digit lead after a David Johnson dunk, leak Williams free, and Malik Williams free, which would lead which gave Louisville the lead going to halftime a double digit lead just to end the first half. In the first half, on a 10-point lead. Second half. Now, second half, we go with Louisville. Second half, Louisville. and up leading 12-12 at most. And then, here comes Dirts In here comes Duke. Starting to come and making you through. Actually, starting to at least tie, end up tying the game. Uh, tying the game off a Jeremy Roach jumper. off, a, off Starting off with of a bucket to start off at forty to twenty eight, Evan Tim only with a Samuel Williamson dunk, uh, all you probably, David Johnson. And in it's in here comes Duke. As Matthew Hurt would hit a three pointer to bring us down to nine. And, and then Mark Williams making a jumper to going on pretty much a seven uh let's see. A seven a seven oh run. Make it a seven-zero run in the a seven-run seven nothing run from from seventeen fifty-two between four or three uh two within a two-minute stretch to actually cut the lead down to seven. Louisville would make two free throws, make it 42-35 40 and then DJ Stewart made a makes a free to cut the lead to four, and and then by and then a German Breakfield jumper would actually make it. A forty to forty game. Got the lead to two, and also an and one with a free throw to cut the lead to one to one. What's at least it would be a back and forth. This isn't. It's given to it gives up Louisville and brings it up. Duke would actually end up tying the game forty-four all by Jeremy Roach jumper. Jeremy with the assist by Jordan Goldwire. All right, tie the game, Collage Jones, Harley Jones, and then of course Raffer grad transfer Harley Jones would actually make a great layup to to bring the uh, break the tie, and then Vanadrate Davis layup later on to actually give him a 48-44 lead, and then Louisville would make a little a six numbering run, even like a six numbering run, and then here comes but Matthew would actually end up. Taking charge of this game with, with a two, but could kind of lead to 4 can kind of lead to free often an and one jumper, jumper and free throw. And this would be a back. And this would be. You say, anytime Louisville would uh, respond with a actually with points? Matthew Hurt for for Duke would actually start making points and taking control. In fact. Matthew Williams scored the next five points after a Samuel Williamson dunk by, all you by Quince assisted by Quincy The here comes Matthew Heard would take over the game with from 52-47. Matthew Heard would make a layup, layup off of a Jeremy Roach jump miss free, is free, and a, and a foul by Williamson. To actually get a free throw which would break a free throw duke down two off of then off of a off of a block by Mafia himself window here makes off a pass from the moore junior Mafier would make a free to tie to give duke the one point advantage one point advantage the one point advantage so a 6-90 run would then get extended to a 7-8, to an 8 nothing run, as Mavier would make two free throws, two free throws, but Carly Jones would come back to actually score, make two of his own, own, Duke calls a timeout on a one-point game, Duke calls a timeout with se- less than 7 minutes something in the half, after the second half reduced uh, timeout. After a pretty much free back and forth turnovers in the span of pretty much and less than a minute. Uh, last one caused by one or more off of a steal by Carly Jones and would eventually for by a jumper by Samuel Williamson to give Duke the lead. Then Matthew Hurt coming back 20 seconds later, with next possession for Duke. Matthew Hurt makes a layup is owned. own. He actually, I, he actually scored 37 in this half. He actually scored 37 points in this game. In this game. And made 37 points in this game. 37 points, 7 rebounds. And 7 rebounds in this game. And played 43 40 minutes in general. Played 43 40 minutes. As this game went to overtime. Actually, this game went to overtime. Into overtime. And this was a... Back and forth, my friend. And this was a deed a back and forth throughout this game, especially second half. If you heard, let's see. We're getting to this this is getting at least starting to get a little intense, but Louisville would start putting the burners on after the layup I call it after Matthew Hurt as after Matthew Hurt layup as Samus Williamson makes a layup we get dead we get back into pretty much a deadlock pretty much a back and forth trading lead but Williamson Williamson making a layup off of the assist by colleague Jones jumper and Samus Williamson eventually get two free throws by a foul by Matthew Hurt by Matthew Hurt foul and then this would be a Louisville lead, a free point lead leading into the last time out. Next, play, next after a t- after a TV timeout, after timeout after a TV timeout, uh, Carly Jones would shoot make a jumper, miss. Actually, re- offense rebound by Jalen Livers, but there would be a foul on Wendell Moore, and Jalen and a freshman and a big freshman would make two free throws. Would make it two free throws to give a, a five-point lead with three minutes left in this game. A little over three minutes left in this game after two. Next for Duke, DJ Stewart would miss miss the free miss a free, and would be all around by one of more junior. Kurt uh, would get fouled. Fouled by Dre Davis, and would miss the first free throw. Then make the second one. Second one to bring cut the lead to four. Take the lead down to four. After a big back and forth game, it would actually it would be a fat. It would uh, by Jimmer. would go to the free throw line. Make one. Lee would be for, down free. Mostly a lot of free throws. Mostly two fouls by Dra Davis would catch would actually make put Jeremy Roach and Matthew Hurt go to the line. Both men making each one free throw. At least cut the lead to free. Then a foul on Samuel Williamson would actually put DJ Stewart for free for line, make two free throws, and cut the lead down down to one. Louisville takes time out, less than two minutes left. After a timeout, Carly Jones would make a jumper, cut, bring the lead up to three. three. Less than a minute and 17 left. After less than 17 seconds left, it would be a back. It would be a war attrition as Joe Movers would cause a foul, which brings which brings Wendell Moore to for free for long with for long to who would cut the lead down. Down to one. Next possession, Bulls possession. Jones tries to hit a jumper, misses. Rebounded by Duke, and would get. And it will be a foul on David Johnson, which brings Wendell Moore Jr. to the line. Bring Wendell Moore Jr. to the line. Which would, which he makes both of them, and gives Duke the one point lead. Less than for less than last chance for Louisville. Last fringe for Louisville and a half. Window, Collier Jones, with possession, would get fouled. Would cause a foul on Wendell Moore. And Collier Jones would go to the line. He makes the first free throw. And then the second, and then, for, then the second one. The second one, he ends up missing, but Jalen Rivers would get the offensive rebound. And Collier Jones would, and then Collier Jones with the last chance, at least in the game, all game and misses a number misses a jumper of two seconds left, and we would get some bonus basketball, 65 all, and let's just say Louisville wins would win the jump balls start start the extra period, and let's just say that L- Quinn Zielinski sophomore would hit a free point free pointer with assist by Williamson, and that would. And let's just say Louisville never trailed the rest of this game. Rest of this game. Would never trail the rest of this game. Carly Jones would score seven of his 25 points in overtime. Seven points in overtime. Big, the big man, Jalen Wivers, the freshman big man, would actually get an and one in overtime with a big and one overtime. On a probably, I'm assuming, on a putback, which was gonna put back let me see I'm gonna put let's see and this would be all Louisville rest of the game be Louisville's game the rest of the game. Now what do we now where is this going to Now. now it was probably Yeah, the overall series, now the overall series with Louisville, Duke has the edge 10-9, but in this in this little thing, between these two college bloods, Louisville has won three straight in this season. In fact, I'm not into this four-game win streak that Duke had. Actually, four-game win streak, this was, Duke was trying to go for five in this one. Duke actually, if you heard it was on a late season here, entering Saturday's game with an average of 20.8 points during the win streak. Now, Louisville is going to be now Louisville. On Wednesday, hosts will be going to Virginia Tech and then close the regular season out by hosting number 15 ranked Virginia this upcoming Saturday. And Duke will go, will actually visit to Georgia Tech on Tuesday and then hosts they rival North Carolina on Saturday, the following Saturday, on Saturday. So we have two games, two games left. Louisville has two games left against a great Virginia Tech team who I believe they last played. It came down to the what, which actually came down to a one, came to a two, which was actually a close one between the two teams. With Louisville winning 73 to 71, and that was on a Wednesday night, Wednesday night, January 6th game. And then Louisville with head will actually face off against Virginia. Ooh, for the last, Who well, I think this is the first, which I think this is the, yeah, we actually haven't, actually, this is probably, I think this is actually the one time. Where, That Louisville and Virginia is playing this year. Which is actually surprising. Usually you see these two teams play twice. So this is actually the one game for Virginia. And who was... I think came into this preseason as the number one team. So... As the number one team. But Virginia actually is coming off a free game losing streak. To FSU, Duke, and North Carolina State. And to North Carolina State. Which... To North Carolina State, so this is a big game. So for Virginia, who is coming in, will be playing Miami prior. Will be playing Miami prior to this game. So this is gonna be a big game for both. So so for Louisville, they actually have a very coming into this right now as right now Louisville would be the four seed. Into coming in would be the four seed. If they win this game over Virginia, they would beat Virginia Tech and fill a note and uh, beat Virginia Tech. And if Louisville beat both Virginia Tech and Virginia, I think that would actually give them that would ensure them the free seed. I believe in the ACC turn in the ACC conference tournament, which also ensures them. Also, they would secure a double buy into. Uh, into that one. For Duke, they actually go into the eight. They are now an 8th seed. 8th seed, they would probably get the... get a single buy in this one. Would Eventually, would get the single buy into this tournament. Into the tournament. Into this one. Now, let's go over to Kentucky. And, boy, Kentucky would actually get in... Wh- actually need a big win here to keep their season, to at least keep their hopes for the season keeping their hopes for the season with taking on hosting Florida, which hosting Florida and this is actually going to be the first and actually this one is going to be a big one for Florida as for Kentucky and actually this one is kind of a Let's go into probably this first one here. Let's see, where we go into here? Let's see, in this game, there was actually a big amount of, large amount of lead, lead changes with, uh, had 14 lead changes in this game, nine times this game was tied. A majority of them came in the second half. Neither team of this led by more than four points in each game, and this one was a big Last time, this is the second meeting. This is Florida ended up losing to Kentucky 76-58 to on January the 9th. And this is actually going to be, and Florida actually picked up the fifth season split in the series history. The last time this happened was in 1998. The This win was just the 11th win for Florida at Lexington versus 52 losses. Which is actually surprising. Let's see, halfway through the first half, Kentucky actually had a 10-point lead after an 8-0 run and would end up blowing that 10-point lead and reclaimed it at with a 39-38 halftime lead with baskets by both Keon Brooks and Davion Mintz. Uh, Davion Mintz tied a career high with 21 points. Boston, uh, the team, Brandon Boston Jr., would have 13 points. Points and both Isaiah Jackson and Jacob Toppin would have each have eleven points apiece for Kentucky, which snapped a free game win streak for him. Isaiah Jackson had three of Kentucky's six blocks uh, to quote Kentucky. Uh, the big portion of for Florida's big uh, the big thing for Florida was that Florida' leading scorer was Colin Caston with was Trey Mann for with 21 points to 14, 14 of them scored in the second half second half second half uh, second half and this is Colin Kaskin would score 14 points uh, Josh Appleby scored 11 points and his and he his he had a wide open free pointer with three and a half minutes remaining in the game to actually help put the Gators ahead for good at sixty five to sixty three in that game. And neither team actually sc- would actually make an actual score until Trey Mann's baseline jumper with a minute forty nine left to go. Gators would actually cut the lead twice with two free throws especially two free throws by Trey Mann with 15, 10 and a half seconds remaining in the game in the game. Uh, Anthony Druji scored 10% before, which shot and the team Scott shot from 53% from the court and made seven of 15 from the arc, which helped them overcome a big disparity at the free throw line where they made 14 out of 16 free throws compared to 25 of 29 free throws for Kentucky. For Kentucky, Florida will be hosting is going to be hosting Missouri on Wednesday and before concluding their regular season against Tennessee. Hand up to Knoxville to take on Tennessee on March the 7th. And Kentucky is playing is going to be against Mississippi, Ole Miss on Tuesday, and then hosts South Carolina next Saturday on Saturday. That and considering those two games left, right now it is for Kentucky, it is, they're actually kind of winnable because Ole Miss is actually 13-10. and 10. Uh, The last time, let's see, when, is, when did, did Kentucky play Ole Miss? Is this, is this a one-time thing or is this a second? Okay, so this is one game that Kentucky and Ole Miss are playing. And the game between Cal- South Carolina and Kentucky is, I believe, a second time they're playing against each other. So these are both two, both games that South Carolina and Kentucky haven't played guess, yet. So these are two. These two games seem to be a winnable thing, but but for way, but for Kentucky to at least get a couple, need a couple games to at least build themselves at. The win here actually put Florida as the free seed in the SEC tournament, and this loss here put Kentucky at put to Kentucky. As the currently the eighth seed in this conference tournament. So it is right now for Kentucky not looking very good. So not looking very good for Kentucky right now because Kentucky might need is so right now Kentucky is kinda struggling right now. They are as this, for Kentucky. Unfortunately, you guys are struggling plenty. <laughs> And I feel kind of bad for y'all right now. <laughs> kind of. Eh, I don't know. Do I feel bad for y'all? Should I feel bad for Kentucky? Eh, I don't know. But who knows? I don't know. I just feel... It, I, I will have something planned for Kentucky. Kentucky fans, I will have something planned for y'all very soon. So... Let's just say it's going to be funny. Something funny and something fun for me. But but I'll talk about that another time. But so let's go into look at Western Kentucky right now. Western Kentucky is actually just actually at the time we're actually recording this. Western Kentucky just beat Florida International 91 to 58 right now, which ends up moving the toppers to. To a sixteen and five record overall, nine two in Com- ECC Conference USA play. Currently leading the East Division of the Conference USA with a nine two record, with a nine and two record, with a nine two record. And record, they actually play Western Kentucky. Will be playing against Florida International again tomorrow at one p.m. And then they have a two-game set with Old Dominion on both March the fifth and sixth to close out their season, and before we get into conference, the conference tournament, into a conference tournament, I'm not sure. Let's see where is. So like that is going to be the big question going into this, going into this, and currently they are. Somehow, somehow, they're actually surprisingly on the bubble. Which is actually, somehow, according to a lot of people, a lot of experts, they're actually on the, on the first, the last four in somehow, surprisingly. Which is on the lat which is actually on the last four in. Which is, I kind of don't know how that is, why that is the first, that is the big, uh, big thing. I don't know why they would put them in that. In that area, which I think is kind of a question, which I kind of question it, uh, which I kind of question that situation going on, but it's uh, I'm just but I'm just saying that in terms of someone who is actually, but that is actually a big question there, yeah. Right now, Louisville is right now they. In the in the terms of the current state of the conference right now, Western Kentucky is looking like the favorite is going to be heading into this tournament in their Commerce USA tournament as the number one seed as the current as of this current time frame as the current as we are currently heading into that into it. Now let's go. Let's look into Bellerman. Who is going to be coming into this tournament? Who is who just came out of uh came out of this, just lost to uh, actually who lost in who actually just lost to a Liberty team ninety four to seventy eight and as a result of it would actually capture the Atlantic Sun Conference championship regular season championship over Belmont. And Bellman, for a nice, Pedro Bradshaw would have, getting 20 points and four steals for a nice, who's 10-game winning streak came to an end. Dylan Penn added 17 points, and C.J. Fleming added 16 points. Uh, so right now, Western Kentucky is, right now, Bellman is going into this as the two-seed, and right now is going to have first, host first-round play He's gonna have first round play in Jacksonville. And they are gonna be taking on Stetson at taking on Stetson in the quarterfinals, which starts this Thursday, March 4th at 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus. On ESPN Plus. Next, let's go into let's see where just, I don't remember which conference is Not Horizon League. Well, actually, Horizon League has Northern Kentucky. Norfolk, Kentucky, they are Northern Kentucky. They are actually going to be competing. Actually, Horizon League, the Horizon League's conference is conference tournament is underway. They are in the quarterfinal stages. Tuesday, on Tuesday, Northern Kentucky is actually taking on Detroit Mercy in the quarterfinals of on a, in the quarterfinals of the Horizon. Professionalizing league tournament. They are host. They are hosting Detroit Mercy in their game in our quarterfinals at BBT Arena. bb Arena, which is at seven o'clock this Tuesday, which is at seven o'clock Eastern on ESPN Plus as well. So on ESPN Plus as well. Next, let's go into let's go into what was the. Let's, Sorry, I'm trying to find a. Let's go into the Ohio Valley Conference, right now. Morris State is actually Morris State looking into more into Moorhead State, where who are going to host first or going to be in first round play. Actually, where first round play is about to happen, at is going to happen. We have southern Miss, Southeast Mississippi, Missouri, Southeast Missouri State, taking on Morris State in the first round in first round play. On March third at ten thirty p.m. on ESPN Plus, and then we have Murray State going up against, and then the next two games between Murray State is taking on Jacksonville State in first round of of play, and then we have Eastern Kentucky taking on Austin P. taking on Austin P. in in first round action on Thursday, March fourth, and their season off. Eastern Kentucky won to 84 over Tennessee State. Missouri State loses, loses to Tennessee Tech 71-61. And North State actually won in overtime over Belmont 89-82, heading into their March Madness, heading into our Conference Championship Games. So right now, one of my thoughts right now going into this situation with pretty much the what is my thoughts going into right now? This is there is a lot of games game played right now. Right now there's a lot of moves going in. Look let's look into other and other action. Into other games. Indiana lose in up game. Mollywapai, Michigan. Third-ranked Michigan 73 to 57. Texas Tech ends up being Texas 68-59 in a big top fifth, top twenty. And a big top twenty matchup between the two big team teams. Auburn gets the upset over Tennessee, seventy seven to seventy two. Upset over there. The American East playoffs actually is going on right now with the first round, as UMass Lowell beat Stony Brook, sixty four to sixty two. To sixty two. Let's look at the others. Illinois would end up. Beating Wisconsin 74 to 69, fifth rank Illinois taking on 23rd rank Wisconsin in a big Big Ten battle. Out Arkansas 24th rank Arkansas beats LSU 83 to 75. And American East playoff action Hartford would beat Big 77 to 60 to 60. Hampton would beat Presbyterian in a close game 70 67 Hampton Presbyterian 65 sixty five. Sixty five. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State would end up beating the being the beating the Sooners. The Oklahoma State Cowboys beating the Sooners in overtime with pretty much his with Cade Cunningham, the freshman star, scoring forty points, ten of them in overtime to help help the Cowboys win over the Sooners. Over Sooners ninety four or ninety it was Devon Devion Hartman for Oklahoma scored led the team with twenty three points. With twenty three points, twenty three points, three points. West Virginia go hosting, uh, hosting Arkansas Kansas State. I'm sorry, I I'm sorry, I cannot talk right now, but West Virginia would end up being, uh, being Kansas State sixty five to forty three in Big Twelve play. And North Carolina in Florida State, 11th ranked Florida State, and in a big game for North Carolina to at least get a big game for North Carolina. North Carolina would end up winning that game, seventy-eight to seventy, and would give Coach Roy, head coach Roy Williams, his nine hundredth career victory. Career victory. Virginia Tech would actually would beat Wake Forest, eighty-four to forty-six and then we go into the Mountain West conference with San Diego State taking on San Diego State winning in a game over over Boise State for San Diego State wins 10 straight games currently ranked 22nd in the nation and have a 62-58 win over the Broncos over the Broncos impact well play we got Oregon being Carolina seventy four to sixty three. Sixty three. Xavier would end up getting an upset over Creighton. and with a with a in a big way, which would help them out in their tournament hopes in their tournament hopes And, in Cincinnati. In a big game in Cincinnati. Uh seventy seven to sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, back to the America East the America East Conference. Playoffs first round action Albany would be defeat N J I T seventy six to sixty six to 66. To 66 um sixty six Alabama would secure their first their SEC regular season championship with with a victory big victory over Mississippi State sixty four to fifty nine Shavon Quintley would Lee with 19 points, and Jaden Shackelford would score 10 of his 15 points in the second half to actually clinch that championship. The first four of the Crimson Tide since 2002, 2002, Loyola and Chicago would end up winning there, would end up clinching their Missouri Valley Conference regular season championship as they end up being Southern Illinois 65 to 58 in overtime, in overtime in overtime. Sorry, let me scratch my eyes for a second. I'm trying to at least adjust my eyes here. Kansas Baylor in big in Big Twelve action and number seventeen Kansas would as second ranked Baylor would come in undefeated at eighteen and oh well let's just say this and to say they are not gonna have a streak like have a big name streak have a big streak like the underdog because 17 front Kansas would come, would play host to them and would play spoiler on them, would play spoiler as, as they actually, police have actually spent. Cause actually this was actually most of the stretch. This is actually, I think one of Baylor's first competitions after a stri- after a three week stretch of covid-19 of a covid-19 shutdowns of postponements and shutdowns of of postponements and shutdowns and shutdowns taking place taking place so in pretty much one of Baylor's first games probably one of Baylor's first games outside of their game uh, the second time second game for Baylor Kansas would come in would actually have a big time. W would actually have a great big free week streak of winning five straight games and actually before a taking a clo a Texas game to the brink in overtime on the road. Road. And this would be a game that and as a result, Baylor would actually have to wait a few days before claiming their first Big Twelve title since nineteen fifty. My goodness, over seventy years. My goodness. Jeez, that's almost as old as my father. Jeez. Jeez, that's that's that drives... that drives just as old as my father. Jeez. Jeez. Oh And let's see this here. There let's see. Okay. Okay, let's see here, and actually Kansas actually is two thousand fans in front of a two thousand in front of a roughly 2,600 attendance crowd in at Allen Fieldhouse at Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Lawrence, Utah would get an upset over USC 70, 19 Frank USC seventy one to sixty one, to sixty one, and then Gonzaga would would continue to be the un, as the undefeated as the undefeated number 1 team as, by beating Loyola Marymount 86 to 69 69 and Spokane and Spokane big name names that were postponed this season due to COVID on multiple games uh most notable was Missouri... 24, Frank, Missouri taking on Texas and m who I believe is still going through, is still having troubles with their COVID-19 issues and multiple postponements. Among them, Sanford and the Citadel, Delaware and Towson, Temple versus UCF, San Jose State versus Wyoming, uh, Florida Gulf Coast and Kansas State, State, East Carolina versus Tulsa, Grambling and Arkansas Pine Bluff postpone, postpone mon it is Mon-iverse, including Norfolk State and Howard being canceled, canceled for this game. Today, as of this recording right now, we got multiple games going on right now, that's being taken place right now. Let's go into the quarterfinals as Hartford actually beats Albany eighty-three to seventy-seven. UMass Well would actually advance further into the semifinals, beating New Hampshire seventy-two to sixty-four. Sixty-four. Butler would actually get the upset over Villanova 73 to sixty-one. Earlier day, right now halftime. Iowa would actually take on I, Iowa. In, Ohio State in a big top 10 matchup in a big 10 is at halftime right now with Iowa leading 42-28 over the Buckeyes. Buckeyes right now, Houston is taking on South Florida right now and is blowing the roof, blowing them out 75-38 to with eleven thirty nine left in the second half. And the second half. And ACC action, we have... We have NC State taking on Pittsburgh 41 to 31 and with less than fifteen minutes left in the second half. In the second half. In the second half. In the second half. The second half. Memphis would take up would beat Cincinnati eighty to seventy-four. Oversight would actually beat Saint Mary. Saint Mary, Maryland, uh seventy two to fifty one. Forty M would actually Maryland would actually beat Michigan State, seventy-three to fifty-five, in a big game. In a big game. In a game here, and uh, let's see. What's next? Going into any big things right now. The big Sw- Big self is about to, do, I believe. Big Self is actually beginning their conference tournament. Uh, in their quarterfinal action with Winthrop taking on. High Point, Winthrop is 20-1 this season. season, And then Garner webb is taking on Campbell. We'll be playing against Campbell on Campbell. Then we have Longwood and UNC Asheville playing. Both games are at, at 7 o'clock. High Point and Winthrop is at 6. Same as Hampton and Rafford is at 6. Is at 6. It's at 6. All of them on ESPN Free, ESPN Plus, which, ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus, um, on big games is Oklahoma taking on Oklahoma State at 9 p.m. Monday, 9 p.m. tomorrow, and North Carolina takes on Syracuse at 7 p.m., Syracuse hosting North Carolina, that game, in this game. And then Virginia takes on Miami, Monday, Tuesday. Let's see, Tuesday we have Baylor and West Virginia going at it. This game was postponed multiple, was postponed multiple times. Was a big game that was postponed multiple times, and is going to be taking place. And Baylor have a chance to and to win their win the Big Twelve championship there. Arsenal takes on South Carolina, Illinois and Michigan, pretty much take on. It takes place on Sun. Takes place. Winner is probably more than likely winning. That is probably going to be winning the Big Ten Championship. Uh, Big Ten Championship. Winning to this might be the one of the team's that win. The Big Ten Championship. Alabama takes on Auburn. It takes on Auburn. Texas takes on Iowa State. Texas Tech takes on TCU. The Horizon League is going into their quarterfinal rounds. we going into their conference tournament with their quarterfinal rounds. our final rounds. Wednesday, we're we're actually starting to get into that big-time big, big time tournament town. Tournament l- rounds, guys. So, we're actually getting... We're starting to get there. Oh, next is going to be the first round of the Patriot League tournament on Wednesday. It will be the first round of the Patriot League and the Atlantic 10 Championships. Atlantic Ten Championship. Let's see, Thursday we'll have the big self Championship semifinals, and then the second round of the Atlantic Ten Championship going on. The Atlantic Sun Championship quarterfinals is going to be taking place. Be taking place, and then we start off with the Missouri Valley Conference. It's going to start off their first round coming into this one. Into this one, we are going coming in, going in, moving forward. Also, the Western Coast, West Coast Conference tournament as well. We'll be in the first round on Thursday, so we're actually getting close. So we're actually getting close to March Madness. We're getting we're very close to March Madness Conference tournament time. Everything is starting to take place and take shape. So we got a lot of things coming, and gentlemen. All right, we're gonna go ahead take a quick commercial break. We've already talked about this for an hour. When we come back, we're gonna go into a we're gonna go into the NFL free agency news and predictions. Next, we're actually gonna talk about the Pokemon Gen 4 remakes and the Pokemon RCS Legends game, which and this game will probably break into actually something I actually haven't talked about much in I uh, pretty much haven't talked about much, which I actually wanted you want to break through, and that is the Mortal Kombat movie trailer and my thoughts on that, on the trailer. And I actually got some also got to make some announcements especially especially actually speaking of pretty much march madness i thought i'm going to be doing make some announcements about how to do a march madness bracket challenge when it comes out a march madness bracket challenge and also some personal stuff that i'm going to be talking about with you guys for the next couple months which actually because uh something some big news i want to share with y'all and since i'm with y'all us i want to keep being real with y'all so we'll actually get into that so we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll be right back with that all that good stuff in a moment you're watching the j money talks podcast on youtube and soundcloud this is episode 21 y'all we will be right back after these commercial messages Alright guys, before we get into this next segment, let me go ahead and into a uh, couple bills for a second. I want you guys to get shredded for this year. Especially getting, straight to coming, moving forward into the springtime. I mean, stuff's going to be get warmer. The people are getting vaccines, as vaccines are being distributed more and more. And... Everything's starting to loosen up, probably starting, I meaning restrictions are probably starting to loosen up some, I Mean you probably can go out more, you get to have fun, you get to go out, to. Hey, who knows, with the time we get there, who knows, maybe we'll have a spring break like normal, maybe it'll be a little more, maybe not as much, not as crazy of a spring break, but hey, but hey, think about the pool parties and stuff, hey, think about them pool parties, y'all, and I want to guess, and one of the big things we want to do is when we get out. I think when we get out of that place, not only do you A you need to look clean, look look distinguished, gentlemen, but also get shredded and you need someone if you need something to get out if you were trying to need something to help you get a little boost in your workouts and you know something to help you keep you lean and mean, get you a little stronger like I am right now, I you need at least some supplements best supplement coming out, best supplements I've taken, some of the best supplements I've taken has got to be Final Boss Performance. Guys, especially yes, Final Boss Performance. My favorite thing is pretty much the pre, is Final Boss Pre, which actually is probably the best, probably the best pre-workout supplement I've taken. It is uh, pre-workout I've probably taken ever. It is probably has, it has a, all the good stuff. It has a little calf. You know, it has its natural ingredients. You know, it has the natural stuff. It has a good amount of, like, caffeine. You know, it has, you know, it has, like, all your stuff. Like, it is caffeinated. So, of course, it has, like, it has a little bit of caffeine in it. It has, like, it's it has the usual, like, stuff that give you a helpful pre-workout. It, it's, but it's a strong, clean energy. You get strong, clean energy. You pretty much get, like, la- increased laser-like focus. You pretty much just, you have a the uh, increase in nitric oxide production and it helps increase endurance and in muscles. So, basically, when you're going along, when you're ready to work out, it keeps you longer. You go in that gym longer, you keep you actually burn more, you burn more fat, you just help build that muscle up, help build that muscle up. You're clanging, banging iron. Also, here's the thing about nitric oxide production let's just say it kind of helps out a little you down, actually helps out a little you down there. So, if so you actually, so let's say this, you actually go to the your gym, you're clanging, banging, getting muscles growing. Let's just say this, you may find, let's say this, if you find a high and honey at the gym, and let's just say you want to bring her back to the crib, let's just say this, this can help you out when you're, it actually helps you out a little bit when you're actually about to do bad buddy cardio. And if you're wondering what buddy cardio is, it's simply, buddy cardio, you are, we already know what I'm talking about, it's simply this. Come on now, we we all done this before. Come on. So I know that sounds stupid, but yeah. So yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Come on. Let's let's be real here. It's that that's the buddy car we're talking about here. Get you some. So go to FireboxPerformance.com. Get you the pre-workout. Get you the aminos, which actually I put at least, which I put two gallons in here, which keeps me keeps me leaned out and burns, helps burn muscle. Which, helps you burn muscle. It helps burn... Well, not burn muscle, but... Burn fat. Build muscle. Also, also, greens. Also, they yeah, have Final Boss Greens, which I actually put a scoop in, say, a cup of Gatorade, Powerade Zero. And actually shake it up, and I actually just drink that thing, like, either... At least in the evening. One, once in the evening. So, evening. There's sometimes I also put in my orange juice in the morning shake, drink it up, and stir it up, and you, there's a lot of other things, they also got Final Boss Shield, so if you're someone who does, uh, illegal, quote-unquote, illegal supplements, you can have, that also, they have stuff that helps, like, promote health, to at least keep your liver, kidneys, all the stuff that usually makes you on all that stuff that, that gunk that's in you when you're doing a cycle, sorry, cycle, or when you're coming off the cycle, That's as that stuff too. I'll help you out as well. They have a great amount of stuff. Also, we uh, Final Boss Pro—they have protein themselves, and actually, pretty soon they're actually coming out with like protein bars. Actually, pretty soon, which I'ma try out myself, and actually do a do a video on a YouTube channel actually. So I I'ma watch out for that launch because I think it's supposed to come out sometime in March. So so that's actually something you guys will see very soon. You just go to the YouTube channel uh, and see it yourself. Till then, check out Final Boss Performance. Also, check out Final Boss Flex. They also got some tank tops and stuff. They have a lot of stuff. Go shout out. So, check them out. Check out FinalBossPerformance.com and FinalBossFLex.com for their apparel. Alright, let's get back to this dang video, baby. Let's get back to the video. Alright, we are are back ladies and gentlemen with episode 21 of the jma talks podcast we got some more stuff coming up coming to y'all let me uh get you the next step is to talk about the nfl free agency it is actually coming up very very soon we gotta go into that and also i know another thing is also of course the another conversation topic is probably going to be like the uh it's going to be the uh Tags and franchise tags and all that stuff. So, let's start off with some uh, some of the big news right now. According to the Houston Texans actually have released running back Dukes, Johnson, and Senator Nick Martin. Nick Martin, on Friday, on Friday, actually, this Friday, he is going to have a dead cap. And, and... Nick Martin. It looks like it says here the NFLPA tells agents to is telling agents to collude, quote unquote, collude on offers to ensure teams are not limiting salaries with reduced cap. According to NFL executive director DeMarie De Marie Smith, told NFLPA agents first that they should work together during the upcoming free agency period to ensure that teams aren't taking advantage of the reduced twenty twenty one salary cap to limit player sal- salaries. During who was according to a source who was on the on this video conference told ESPN speaking of it on a video conference which replaced the annual all agent seminar, the NFL PA holds each air at the scan combine at Indianapolis. Smith told the agents that the union expects their cap to be very close to the hundred and eighty million dollar floor which is negotiated That is negotiated by the NFL and the NFLPA, and that the 2022 and 2023 caps could be affected as well by the pandemic-related revenue losses that resulted in this year's cap reduction. Because of that, some said agents this year should push back on teams trying to cut players for cap reasons, and for cap reasons, and should consult with one another with the NFLPA's cap department on the office they were receiving from teams and for free agent players. The source relayed Smith's message to ESPN and said Smith told the agents it was okay for them to quote-unquote collude in free agency in order to show the best possible deals for players. Now, collusion, of course, isn't, of course, an illegal corporate practice, which the teams, the teams are prohibited from engaging, but there are no laws and rules against the workers, in this case the players, exchanging information about Who's offering how much? And that kind of information can only help agents know more about what's out there in terms of potential destination de- destinations and deals. Smith began his remarks by telling the agents that things would look much grimmer right now had the players not ratified the new collective bargaining agreement one year ago. Now, the league said, the source said, without a CBA in place. Smith says that the league would be looking at a cessation of operations in a couple weeks when a league year ends, and the owners would have little no motivation to negotiate a new deal, much less mitigate the 2021 revenue losses by artificially raising the salary cap floor. With CBN, CBA in place last year, the union was in, in a position to negotiate the tor- terms of the covid influence 2020 season. As part of that negotiation, the league and the union agreed that the salary cap salary cap would no longer... Would be no lower than 175 million dollars per team, even if the revenue projections on which the cap is annually based indicated only based indicated that it should be lower. Last week, the league and union actually agrees to raise the cap from cap million from 175 million to 180 million, with the final figure still to come. Smith said the final figure likely depends on the outcome of a new TV contract so the league is negotiating, but based on the information the NFLPA has, expects that the final figure be significantly lower from last year's 198.2 million. Also says future leagues, future caps will be affected because the league and the unit have agreed to borrow to quote unquote borrow from those caps to offset this year's reduction. Since the twenty twenty one cap won't have dropped as much as it would organly would have would have without being negotiated floor, the difference between the twenty twenty-one cap is and what it could have been will need to be applied to future caps. So, the league and the union have already agreed to negotiate the difference out of the 2022 salary cap and the 2023 cap could be affected as well, since the union is pressing to spread those losses out over the many, as many years as possible instead of dealing them with them all at once. All at once. Smith also told the agents that the 2021 offseason program will have to be collectively bar- collectively bargained between the league and the union as the 2021 offseason program was because of the ongoing threat. COVID 19. Last year, all OTA and mini camps were held virtually, and training camp votes started on time was structured with significant COVID inspired changes. It's unclear how similar the 2021 season will be to the 2020 off season, but Smith told the agents first that Thursday that all aspects of the season except for the draft would be subject to correct collective bargaining. Bargaining. So there's going to be a big thing there going on here. Of course. The big free news is that Russell Wilson is okay with the Seahawks, but he has four he is considering making four moves to making four moves to four four destinations, which is somehow the there are four big teams that wants to make a trade, which is the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, the Las Vegas Raiders and the New Orleans Saints. There's other cases that, there's other cases that he also wants to go to, to the Miami Dolphins, New York Jets as well, which is actually interesting, which is quite interesting, quite interesting. It looks like Sean Watson pretty much had a conversation met with a coach, connections coach David Cawley, and he still is interested in being traded being traded that he is that he wants to be traded and that he has no intention of first signing up for his team he is willing that Wilson Wilson is believed to actually be wanting to is actually wanting to be traded and is willing to hold out on this contract Says here if if Russell Wilson if Watson gets traded, the Texans it will cost the Texans $21.6 dollars in debt cap against the salary cap this year. Which will be a significant hit because his cap number if he's on the team is just fifteen point nine four million. And it says here that actually right now if they get this get this get Sean Watson the team will Watson is actually scheduled to earn $10.54 million in salary this year before the big extension hits where he gets thirty five million in 2022 $37 million in 2023 and then $32 million each in 2024 and 2025. So it looks like now he says here if a talks Texans draft see it says here it says here if the Texans choose to not trade Watson, Watson can opt out to report opt out not to report to mandatory team activities or training camp, but it comes at a cost. Hussein can find Watson $95,877 for missing mini camp and can fine him $50,000 a day for each day of training camp missed plus one week's salary which is $620,000 for each preseason game missed. So in the unlikely scenario that Watson chooses to retire which I would be that is a surprise that would be something that would happen but I doubt that. Uh, Texans collects $21.6 million off rip. So, his training games came after the hiring process. Of course, we've not know. Sean Watson's trade request came after he was reportedly unhappy with the process used by the team to hire Nick Casario as their new GM in early January. And as yes, according to what happened is the Ravens, well, what not the Ravens, but the Texans owner, I believe Bob McNair, said that a when we have. We're hiring this GM. We're going to take your suggestions for... Her. We want your suggestions. Even with the head coach as well. And neither... And pretty much they never consulted him. And I understand... I don't know how this is going to go. There's a lot of teams. I think it will be interesting. Now, steel, steel in the Steel City... Back in the Steel City, the p- Steelers... Get ready because your next... Your quarterback is still Ben Roethlisberger, who is going to take $41 million this year. For $1 million against the Steelers. Made a statement Wednesday on Wednesday that the Steelers are making it clear they're not going to give up their, their, their quarterback, which I am going to say this, who is about to be 39 years old. 39 years old. And this is a big deal and according to team Steelers team president art Rooney the second he says that Ben Rosberger and I met for Tuesday morning and we had a productive meeting we were able to discuss a lot of things that are relate to where we are and where we want to go Ben assured me that he is committed to coming back and to help us win and I told Ben that we would like to have him help have him back to help us win our championship we both understand the next step is to work out Ben's contract situation situation. See, if you don't know, the pre-Steelers signed the fan for your year old Roethlisberger to a 2-year, $68 million dollar contract extension prior to the 2028 season. It actually came with a $37.5 million dollars million dollars in signing bonus and a $30 million dollar injury guarantee. Guarantee. So, so, let's see, it says here at the time he was in... At the time of that contract was he actually it was in the final year of a four year eighty seven point six million dollar extension he signed in twenty fifteen. The twenty nineteen extension carried a capital of twenty three point seven five million dollars in twenty twenty. The number is jump rocket is jump rocketed up to this because was jump rocketed to forty one and a half million point two five million in twenty twenty one. Thanks to a four million dollar base salary. Up from a one half in twenty twenty, and a fifteen million dollar roster bonus. My goodness gracious, that's a lot. Uh, the dead cap if roster if the series opted to release Roethlisberger, the dead cap hit would be twenty two and a half million for the twenty twenty one season. So, what's the plan? And there's a plans to reduce this. The first there's two viable options. The first thing the Steelers can do is restructure, is a restructure in four-year extension that avoids after 2021. That method reduces his 2021 base salary to 1.7075 million and converts the remaining base salary and 15 million roster dollar roster bonus into a signing bonus. In total, that will actually save the Steelers. Steelers $14.34 million for the 2021 season, but the savings will turn into dead cap for the 2022 season. Steelers will still be on the hook for this a paycheck, but it spreads over the cap over multiple years. Steelers rarely give contracts to avoidable years, but it could be the best compromise. So it somehow looks like. So it looks like. His thing, it looks like, it basically will look like it would be like a Bobby Bonilla type of situation. It would be like a Bobby Bonilla situation. Which actually would be a funny thing. So basically, you would get the NFL equivalent of a Bobby Bonilla day. So where the man gets, get for like a few years, well it's not some crazy thing. But it is the best compromise where that actually could work. It also says here the Steelers could also reduce his cap hit by asking him to take a seventy percent pay cut. If Roethlisberger agrees to play for the veteran minimum, his cap hit would come in at just over twenty-three million. By asking a veteran quarterback to slash his pay for the good of a team would be light would most likely be met with dissension from the players. That would be met with dissension from the NFLPA. So, so let's see let's see here. Roethlisberger previously told the athletic he didn't care about my pay. Roethlisberger's previously told the athletic that he did not care about his pay at all this year. And his agent Ryan Toner told the NFL Network on Tuesday night, "We are happy to creatively adjust his contract to help them build the best team possible." With that phrase, all you know. With that phrase, also, Toner isn't exactly promising his client. Will be open to taking a step Cepeda for the final year of his contract. Let's see. Here. How concerned should this? Now, the next question is: Should the Steelers be concerned about Roethlisberger's play at the end of 2020 season? Uh, I know the Steelers' season didn't end well for the Steelers or for the quarterback. It pretty much yeah because they made it to the playoffs. And in the first quarter alone, got blown out twenty eight to nothing. But to the to the Cleveland Browns, he was making their first appearance playoff appearance since two thousand and two. So yeah, it is. but according to Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert, he believes that Roethlisberger can still play at a high level. It says here, Colbert says last week that Ben Roethlisberger did a lot of really good things last year, and we anticipate that he could still do some things moving good things moving forward. But yes, but his numbers actually were down in his first season back from major elbow surgery. As Roethlisberger's average intended air yards ranked toward the bottom of the league at just 7.1 yards per attempt. His average of 4.6 completed air yards was 5th lowest among NFL quarterbacks. Only 32 of his attempts went for first downs, the lowest rate for a full season in his career, and his adjusted net yards per attempt was his lowest for full seasons since 2013. But it wasn't all Ben Roethlisberger's fault. His average time to pass was just 2.3 seconds, the lowest for any qualifying quarterback in the past four seasons. Part of that is the offensive line play dropped and didn't give him much time in the pocket. Now, with uh, Marquise Panzi's retirement and Alvin Nueva's likely departure in free agency, the Sears are now going to be looking for a or looking towards making a younger Re- more rebuilt offensive line for 2021 season. If they can get the right places in place that could benefit Roethlisberger, he also it also had the highest rate of drop passes in 2020 with 5.6% Roethlisberger didn't push the ball down the field most for most of the season, but that was also a product of the scheme and the unbalanced offense as the run game actually disappeared, which is facts facts, but mostly it was also because of and his last three games average as last three games, last three games of the season, Rodgers' area yards per attempt jumped from jumped to 8.0, up from six point nine average through week fourteen. Fourteen. Some instances when he did throw it deep were off target or short. But others he hit with a kind of pre-informed precision that successes. Elbow is plenty capable of holding up for another season, but Phil confident his ability to lead team to success in 21. The Sears need to give Roethlisberger better protection as his mobility continues to decline. True. And he needs a stronger run game to balance the offensive attack. Well, if they actually do need an established run game. They should. And that was a figure of the, the future of the quarterback position. Well, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins Jr. are both free agents in 2022, and Roethlisberger's return gives them funeral opportunities to be evaluated for in-game situations. With any luck, the NFL will reinstitute some form of preseason games, giving the younger quarterbacks some game time, but it will still be a very small sample size. Corbin Rooney said they wanted to add to the quarterback room, and that could be done through the draft this year. Rooney said in January, uh, I think when you look into our room, our room we obviously are going to have to add somebody in the, to the room here this off season, And so we'll look at all the opportunities we have to do that. Do that. Do that. So, with the promotion of quarterbacks coach Matt Canada to offensive coordinator, the Sailors hired Hebe coach Mike Sullivan, who actually worked with Eli Manning in a stint with the Giants. He'll play in a viral role in developing and developing Roethlisberger's successor. Roethlisberger's return gives the organization more more flexibility to take a mid- to late-round pick quarterback in the draft to evaluate. At worst, a quarterback selected in 2021 21 draft could be a viable backup for the 2022 season if the Sears don't retain Rudolph or Haskins. What does a... What is a return for... what is Ben's return? So do frangents. It looks like, according to... Colbert. It says there's not much money to go around for the 19 unrestricted free agents. Among them is going to be going to be Bud Dupree, also linebacker Bud Dupree. Wide receiver Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster is unlikely. The Steelers could be in play to resign free agents like quarterback cornerbacks Mike Hudden and Cameron Sutton, but it also can come into across releasing a few expensive veterans. Such as cornerbacks Joe Hayden and Steve Nelson. Steve Nelson Peers that in their desire So the Sears here with less than a month to start until the start of a new year, which is March seventeenth, the Steelers are still over the projected cap by more than twenty million. Dollars in attention, in addition to retaining off Offsberger the big the organization will also be tasked with putting together a massive extension for outside linebacker TJ Watt, who, is, who should have been back-to-back defensive player of the year, but we're not going to talk about that right now. So, there is a lot of things for the Steelers. In this case, so you guys, all I can say is, Steeler fans, you guys got lots of big choices on mine. Choices of mine for you guys. Let's see, next four, in terms of the... In terms of Dallas, the question is going to be: Twenty-one teams is going to have a big, is going to have big decisions to make in terms of franchise tags, of course, which actually begins Tuesday. The franchise tag window begins Tuesday, and teams right now have until March 9th to place the tag on their most valuable player, on their most valuable player. So that's going to be the big question is right now for the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons is going to be Keon O'Neal, who safety safety for the safety for the Falc safety and they're looking into trying to keep him in there of keeping him in there as he actually played in his fifth year option after missing nearly all 2018 and 2019 because of injuries Uh, Keenan will actually bounce back in in this year while playing on the fifth year option with 100 tackles and interception in 2020 so that's going to be a big thing, and there's going to be a question: Is is he going to be a good fit into their new defensive scheme, into the new coaching staff going in and forward? For the B- Buffalo Bills, it looks like their best player could be, could be Matt Milano as linebacker. It looks like this is something that, it is a big thing. The big thing about this is, for this offseason, he is actually looking like he is going to be. Looks like it is going to be 13. Looking like this year, if he does to the franchise tag, he will be commanding north of 13 million a year. First thing, looks like Bills general manager Brandon Bean is actually giving Malau his blessing to seek biggest payday elsewhere. So it looks like he could be going to he's going to be leaving for the Ravens. The biggest thing is going to be the biggest thing. They're going to it's going to be question is going to be who among the two linebackers, big outside linebackers, Matthew Junon or Yannick N'Gagwe. Yannick N'Gagwe for an offensive tag, which is actually questionable which one do they will they take. But it's actually prohibited for Ravens to use the tag on Junon and N'Gagwe because according to this, it would take up nearly all of Batmore, Baltimore's salary cap space to do so and you can make the argument that there isn't value to putting the tag on either of them. According to this, Judon actually totaled six sacks last season, and Ngagwe didn't seem to be seem to be a great fit. But the Ravens have to at least consider it. Without the tag, Judon and Ngagwe are more than likely getting more lucrative deals elsewhere. It looks like here, given the capital scenes, the out Ravens can out address outside linebacker by, by re-signing Tyus Bowser and selecting a pass rusher early in this year's draft. That's a big question there. Um I my thoughts about Judon. My thoughts about Judon is yes, he has six sacks, yeah, six sacks, but right now he is considered but right now he is twenty eight. He'll be twenty nine coming into this next, if he gets resigned, he'll be coming up in twenty nine years old. So and 30 and he is good of a linebacker he, as good as a linebacker he is his career so far his career. a four and a half sacks, 34 and a half sacks. 166 tackles in, and, and I believe 235, 235 tackles, 34 and a half sacks. He has four or seven fumbles, recover two, recover two, and 10 passes defended. And I believe it is, this is, and I believe a number of losses, tackles. I don't know what this last one is. But yeah, he is. yeah, there's a lot of big things there for uh, for Juron. I I think Julian is gonna be a, Julian is a great player but I'm, but for someone who's gonna be in, heading into his fairies, it's gonna be a big question now, Yannick, I would be I really would consider the Ravens would consider going with would try to at least pick up in Godway, which would be that would be a good I, I say in terms of like Ravens, they need to have some should pick should tag on on here because now I know when Gogu didn't seem to be the good fit in terms of like pass rush, but in terms of but in terms of run stopping, that was a big thing to help with the run stopping, especially containment, especially containment, and especially him, Cleus Campbell, Cleus Campbell, and Derek Wolf. Derek Wolfe, and Brandon Williams, all four of them, actually pretty much helping play a big role in helping shut down the Tennessee Titans Titans in the playoffs. So, I think it should be, it is questionable who what they could do. I would see, I think he, they could use a tag, but if it's not, but it looks like it's in the case here. But I would love to see that be a thing. Uh, next, we have Carolina Panthers. They are looking to probably keep, trying to keep keep Tyler Melton as their offense alignment for a Carolina team that actually has one starting offense alignment under center under center math map under contract so that is the plan is using that using a franchise tag if a long term deal cannot be worked out so but it looks like it says here a long, so and it says here that the front would be an estimated 13.6 million dollars it looks like they're actually planning on releasing Pro Bowl defensive tackle Kwon Short, which actually gives the team cap to give it some tap, cap room. So next, so next Cincinnati Bengals they actually playing on next is Carl Lawson, defensive end, who is who is actually finishing his rookie deal as as their most is most disruptive pass rusher, and who Hallie. Five point five sacks this season, actually, which is the big question. Despite the fact he actually, I right, the fact this is a thing that actually is, but the big thing is Lawson is for the Bengals. They're actually as his most defense as even though there is he's his most the Bengals' most disruptive pass rusher. Looks like they're not going to try to give use the tag on him because of the tag is worth an estimated $17.8 million per, according to over the cap. So, it looks, but the big thing is about his disruption is more disruptive than the more numbers indicate he actually created he, Aaron, he created 10F sacks via an ASPN metric powered by an NFL next-gen set, which is good for 7th in the league last season. But, yeah, so, so it looks like he's more likely going to be, has an He's going to command in and heizar in the open market. It looks like the Bengals are playing on just letting him go. The next big thing is Allen Robinson for the Chicago Bears, which is actually a big target for the Ravens. Actually, have been looking and trying to get him. Cab to get him, actually. Uh, Bears, he is actually, uh, their, their offense actually is, Allen Robinson is actually a great portion of the, is actually a bright weapon for the Bears and offense. And actually is actually going to be a strong possibility to be tagged. Especially right now they're actually... Chicago is trying to figure out who they want as a quarterback moving forward. And the cost of tagging Robinson is actually $16.4 million, But the Bears are actually are actually in a tight predicament with salary cap already, as is. So, they're actually needing to create space by restructuring contracts or releasing expensive veterans. For example, Jimmy Graham is actually a big thing. It's also nice not to rule out a tag-and-trade scenario for Robinson, depending on how things play out for Chicago in free agency. Next, the Cowboys. Next, the Dallas Cowboys. They are actually looking on is Dak Prescott. As, right now, without a large-term deal by May Knife. The Cowboys are planning on tagging Prescott for the second straight year, and will cost thirty-seven point seven million against the cap. It's it. it would also set in motion the likelihood that twenty twenty one could be the final season for Dak Prescott. These talks are entering their third off season. Season, so maybe the two sides will be able to find a compromise. Is Prescott worth it? Well, the well the Cowboys went four and seven without him in twenty twenty. And he often scored one touchdown in the first free game Dallas played after suffering his ankle injury, his bad ankle injury. So it's more likely that the Cowboys are gonna franchise Tag Prescott, and I'm probably certain he's gaining that franchise he's gonna get that big extension because, because this off season, this uh the way this season went without him he's probably whispering in Jerry Jones ear was whispering in Jerry Jones ear. You see this? You need me. You need me to lead your team, Jerry. You know you can't... You know you have to sign me that money. He has all the real leverage right now, uh, Dak Prescott, or Jerry Jones. So, right now, it looks like, for the Broncos, Denver Broncos, they have Justin Simmons, safety, uh, as a big... Question is, they're actually working on a situation and Simmons actually saying he would like to stay to them with Denver. So, they're both sides are pretty much saying it's all coming together on their side of the negotiating table. But, this long-term deal is going to happen. But, it was say if, but I think it, but I think they're actually going to be working on some of this stuff. It says the Broncos are playing on using a franchise tag on Simmons just to give him more time to get a long term deal done. So the next next for Detroit Lions, it is Gan Kenny Galladay, which is actually is a big decision as it is actually going to be a counter but in the first first uh who in the first Who in the previous regime was appear to be a candidate for a long term deal. But it never materialized now since the lines are rebuilt under a new head coach and general manager in Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. The franchise is, deciding, is choosing whether to actually A, sign a long-term extension for Galdé tag him, tag and then trade him, or walk. Uh, Dallas who actually needs wide receivers desperately for a new quarterback Jared Goff, could do any of those things considering it's multi-year plan to return back Try to get themselves back into the competitive nature in in their league. So, so it looks like the line, according to Michael Rossing, the prediction is still Lions will use the franchise tag on Galladay, which I think it makes sense. If they they more than likely would, for because one of the teams that had interest in them, if they were putting him into free agency, was the Ravens. So both Allen Robinson and Canada Galladay. Uh, according, there are some rumors that that the Ravens are looking into picking up Corey Davis, who is one of the Titans' right receivers, so yeah, let's just say Baltimore's kind of got revenge on the Titans a lot, it's like yeah, we whooped your ass, you gotta hold that out for a year, and you know what, we gotta, you know what, we're gonna probably take, we're gonna grab we're gonna take one of your right receivers, (laughs) yeah, that's basically like Baltimore's starting to do some Japanese imperial... Basically, starting to follow the basics of, basically, of imperialism, which is pretty much taking... Pretty much taking... Pretty much crushing the spirits of a team, taking pretty much one of their soldiers to bolster their comforts, bolster their armies, and probably also taking the women and children for the pleasures of, of... Taking the women for pretty much their pleasure. So, yeah, they're following through with that pretty well. So, next is going to be the Green Bay Packers and, and Aaron Jones. So, it's if Aaron Jones are a running back, Aaron Jones. Packers weren't willing to guarantee a significant portion of a contract they offered Jones during the season. But, they would clearly like him back, so they're planning on tagging him. His services for one more season would be around $11 million, but there are two things to consider. Difficultly a fair net tag under the salary cap and Jones' potential unwillingness to play for the tag. So the question is, will there be a long-term deal or a tag, or putting giving that tag? And the thing is, Aaron Jones is probably looking for a bigger payday, just like Le'Veon Bell, which I understand if they did give him that tag, I, who knows what he would do with that Next for the Houston Texans is pretty much using the is Will Fuller the fifth wide receiver in 2020. Will Fuller was actually playing on was on his way of proving he could sail and be a number one wide receiver for the Texans, but he ended up getting suspended for filing the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing substances. Even after Fuller was suspended. Deshaun Watson said he wanted a receiver back in 2021, 20, so it looks like the Texans are like in Texans' way. Maybe Texans are probably playing on finding a way of making sure they could get him back. They could bring Tag Fuller to try tell Watson like, okay, okay, we fessed up on the coaching thing and the GM's decision, but look, hey, we got your, but well, we got your boy Will Fuller back. You want? You sure you want to play again? You think you can change your mind and want to be traded? Come on, please. Which could work because actually Houston Houston actually have, really, have saved $17.5 million by releasing J.J. Watt and have other players they can release or contracts that can, they can restructure to make that $16.4 million franchise tag work. So it looks like they're, they could make a franchise tag or make a way of restructuring of making a new contract for him. So it's actually they have options here to actually pull this off. So, so who knows what could happen. They could use that franchise tag or not. So so it looks like for Ravens, there's three big names, three or four big names there. And Corey Davis, Alan Robinson, Kenny Galladay, and Will Fuller, more than likely. Could be Will Fuller. Next for the LA Chargers is Hunter Henry, a tight tight end who was franchised last season because of injury concerns. He played in all but the last two games of the season after being placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. If the Chargers franchise tag him for a second year, 2021, 2021 salary will be $12.7 million, Which who the 6-5 tight end actually had a standout season with 60 receptions, 613 seven yards, and four touchdowns. And this is a good, reliable quarterback. Tyree for quarterback Justin Herbert, who is coming into, who's going to be in his second year, as he's going to be in his sophomore year, who had a great first season. Next for the Jacksonville Jaguars, it is Cam Robinson, left tackle, left tackle. So, uh Robinson, actually, Cam Robinson actually hasn't progressed significantly from his rookie season in twenty seventeen. His best season was in twenty nineteen where he with, when he ranked fifty-seven for on tackles in pass block win rates and ranked fifty-nine in twenty twenty. The franchise tag which is estimated to be around four, 14.2 million, looks like a better option, then signed Robinson to a long term deal. You know, take one more year and see if see if and how much he improves. This Jaguars have the most salary cap space available. Actually, right now, at $74 million. So, they could actually afford Trent Williams. So, they could go and get Trent Williams, who actually could average $14 million to $20 million annually. Now, he says that now new head coach Urban Meyer, Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer, recently said they he actually likes the offensive line. So, it might be in, an indication that the general Jaguars might give... Might do a tag for him for at least one more year, but, but according to Michael Dorocco, the, the Jaguars writer for the, for the NF for ESPN, says that Robinson hasn't made enough progress to warrant the franchise tag, but the Jaguars won't tag him. Shouldn't tag him. Shouldn't tag him. Next is for the New England Patriots, is going to be Joe Tunney, left guard a left guard, who is right now, which seems h- highly unlikely, because but because F- Footney was tagged last year, well, he actually fleece falls into the category of possibilities last, this year, it would be a 120% increase from his 14.7 million tag in 2020. It's hard to believe that the uh, Patriots want to eat 17.737 million in cap space with other pressing needs. So, so the big thing is that this, this has been something that should have been, they haven't, they had all of 2019 and up to July of last year to reach an extension, but it doesn't look like there has not been much to make. So that is a questionable thing. Next, the New Orleans Saints with Marcus Williams, safety, the safety out of, uh... Marcus Williams. But anyway, okay, the guy who... Tried... you put the hit stick on his own teammate and... Pretty much started to... Mi- Cause the Minneapolis miracle to happen. So... Yeah. So yeah. There's that. So... It looks like... The big thing is the... Uh, for the, uh, So the big thing is going to be the Saints. They are in crazy cap hell right now. So... The fact... Is franchise tagging them going to be the case? No, because it's more unlikely they're not going to use that franchise tag this year because because safety is more is the most affordable position is the most affordable position the most affordable position in the league when it comes to the franchise tag, which is eleven point four million last year. So Saints could consider to use it on him, but he is. Free safety has been a star ever since he was driving in the second round, of 2017. His best season was in 2020. It's this year, uh, according to Mike Triplett, the same beat writer for ESPN. A the Saints are not going to use that franchise tag on Williams. Next is the New York Giants with Leonard Williams as their defensive lineman. Their defensive lineman. This would be more as a short-term price holder. This isn't a year to put 19.4 million dollar cap charge on the books. It says here the Giants franchise Williams last year, and now it would be 120% of that sixteen point one million dollar salary for twenty twenty-one. Goal is to sign Williams a longer deal, but the franchise stack could buy the two sides more time if necessary. Williams is going to get paid regardless. He is worth sixteen million off a half sack last season. What's he worth now after off of a career-best 11 and a half sacks? God dang. Yeah, the Giants are going to give him a long-term deal. According to Jordan Renan, Giants beat writer for ESPN, that Larry Williams is probably more than likely signing a long-term deal with the Giants before that franchise tag deadline at just under $20 million per season. So... So it looks like he's going to get a big deal, which is actually a big thing. Next, for the Jets. Next, we go to the New York Jets. New York Jets. They are... We got Marcus May, the safety, who is the project. Attack the amount at safety, $11.2 million is ridiculous, but so the Jets could use the tag for the first time since 2016. The big goal is to sign a, long, sign a long-term deal for May, who was voted by the teammates as the Jets MVP of 2020 to a long-term contract. The tag would buy more time if it can, can't get it done by March 9th. A year ago, General Manager Douglas admittedly miscalculated the market and lost wide receiver Robbie Anderson in free agency. He doesn't want that same thing to happen to May, who's likely to land a deal that pays him in the neighborhood of 10 to $12 million dollars a year. The Jets and May will reach a long-term agreement, avoiding New York from having to use a franchise tag. Next is for Seattle. Seahawks with Shaquille Griffin with Shaquille Griffin, a cornerback. Griffin will likely want to be paid like a top five cornerback, which might be too steep for the Seahawks as they look to extend Jamal Adams, which could be what could be a record contract for the safety. That would bring the tag into play with an estimated cost of 15.26 million, million. According to Over the Cap, the Seahawks if the Seahawks aren't confident that they can get a deal done with Griffin and it is a strong market for the 25-year-old Pro Bowler. They likely have to consider tagging and trading him, since they did two years ago with Frank Clark, who went to the Kansas City Chiefs and played a big role. I think played a big role in there, and pretty much in their Super Bowl, in their Super Bowl run, and in their played role played a big role for their defense in for their defense in both these past few years in the. Years, and then we get to the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we got next week. The player we got is Chris Godwin, who is more than likely going to get tagged. He was more than likely going to be tagged because they are playing on. They are not letting them leave at all because they pretty much. Because Bruce Aaron said he ain't leaving no, no time soon. As good. Godwin is gonna be their top franchise tag candidate. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry see this. It would cost Tampa Bay roughly sixteen and a half million. They could also they could also have the option of tagging outside linebacker Shaquille Barrett again for a second time, but it would cost them 120% more than what they tagged him last year, which would be roughly nineteen million this year which isn't the best cap-friendly... not cap-friendly, because the team is projected to have $30 million in cap space in 2021. So, according to Jenna Lane, who is the Buccaneers beat writer on ESPN, that the Buccaneers will probably use the franchise tag on Godwin with hopes of making a long-term extension happen, which makes sense. And then next, we got the Tennessee Titans, with Johnny Smith as tight end... Titans, they actually are well aware of Smith's value as a pass catcher, especially in the red where he hauled in eight touchdowns this season. Smith has actually become a preferred target for, it's been a preferred target, preferred target for Ryan, Ryan Tendale, but Smith was not involved as much as left tackle Taylor LeVon was placed on injured reserve in November. And the Titans actually had to utilize Smith's blocking ability to help launch backups. So the franchise tag is going to cost $10.2 But it does give a good time for Tennessee to negotiate a long-term deal with him. Who is actually right now 25 years old. He's 25 years old. The Titans are probably going to be... So the plan, according to Duran to report, that the Titans will probably more likely place the franchise tag on Smith and work on a long-term deal to keep him in Tennessee for a while. And finally, we get to the Washington Football Team, and the big question is going to be tag. Is going to be right guard Brandon Sheriff. As and it says here, Coach Ron Rivera says he has said he wants to build strong lines on both sides of the ball. Sheriff was a first-team All-Pro last season, the first by any player here since on the team since 1996. He's also a four-time Pro Bowler ability has been a concern as Surf hasn't played a full season since 2016 and the 13 games he played this past season, his most since 2017. There is no doubt about his impact when he plays, with his ability to win at the line and on the move. Moreover, because of his stature, he would command around 15 million dollars a year, a year, which is the highest for a guard, for a guard on both on both the left and right side, for left and right side. Washington used a franchise on him last year, which is fifteen point zero three million. If tagging in he gets a twenty percent bump, which so there's not much incentive on this end to get a deal done, knowing he could make eighteen million dollars on a one year deal. But but that will so according to John Keem, who is the Washington beat writer, that for ESPN it says here that Washington will use the franchise tag on Scherf, but it'll be with the idea of continuing to negotiate and ultimately reach a deal—it's just might likely going to be a while to get there. So that is going to be the big. Those those are number of teams that are going to be using a franchise tag. It looks like others probably have an idea of what they want to do. What they want to do. Another big uh, day in the Ravens is more, and more Ravens offensive tackle Randall Brown is boring. a trade possibility. Trade possibility. As he eyes a full-time role at left tackle. Because the free... Because if the Browns actually drafted... The Ravens drafted Brown in 2018 to play right tackle opposite left tackle Ronnie Stanley. Who in October was signed to a five-year $98.75 million extension in October. When Stanley suffered a fractured and dislocated ankle in week 8 of last season. Brown acquitted himself well... Actually... Handled, acquitted himself well at left tackle over the last ten regular season and playoff games. Yeah, actually posting a late seventy-six point four Pro Football Focus grade on his way to a second, a second consecutive Pro Bowl. And in late September, Brown made clear his feelings in late September with a simple tweet: "As I'm a left tackle." And the six foot eight Brown is actually is a former first round pick. Who is set to hit free agency in 2022, and one of the big things is the Ravens is can be an aggressive on the trade market. Actually, that's how we end up acquiring Clay Skimble and Yannick Ngagwe with via deals with the Jaguars and the Minnesota Vikings last season. So it looks like this is going to be a most likely case scenario. It's going to be a situation that's going to happen. Now, next big question is is J.J. Watt. And, according to this, he has actually received multiple contract offers from multiple teams. I believe, believe to be a dozen plus. And, among the teams among the big candidates is, is that the Cleveland Browns are among the teams that are interested in what. And, it says here that Cleveland, uh, according to ESPN multiple reports, it was not clear whether Cleveland has actually submitted an offer to a Pro Bowl. According to cleveland.com reported... Reported that Watt actually had some mutual interest in signing with the Browns signing with the Browns there was actually a dozen teams teams, the Browns, the Steelers the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills actually expressed interest in Watt interest in Watt and honestly JJ Watt would be a great I actually would work honestly in my opinion the Texans would honestly for the Browns could be a big thing Especially as the Rave, as the Browns do need a, the Browns do want, do need a big, a uh, big thing there. Uh Carson Wentz, of course we know now, Carson Wentz is actually traded, was traded to the, actually traded to uh, the, was traded to the Indianapolis Colts for, Straight to the Indianapolis Colts for the MLS Colts for, I believe, MLS Colts. Um, And it looks like the most likely situation going on is going to be the big case situation going right now. Right now. That is the big news coming out of the NFL. There are going to be a lot of moves. I don't know. I say the Ravens are looking to... Tr- will be making a trade. I think one of the things they are saying is like, hey, this is a young, healthy offensive tackle who wants to be in left tackle. And that tackle is one of the biggest positions in the NFL. So, for a trade like situation like that, they're looking like, hey, we'll, we want a first and third round pick or something. First or third round pick or something. Which, there's a lot of things Ravens could do. There's going to be a lot of decisions I think more likely going to happen on draft day. Will be on draft day. So on Draft day, so there's a lot of situations going on here. There's a lot of big uh moves for the NFL moving forward coming up soon. For NFL, I'll see you soon. it just like that. I'm, um, I think myself, I will actually do a little thing on uh when uh the first day of the free agency for a free agency happens, which is. Probably do like a live stream. Like a special edition type of thing. For Fruit Because of that situation. Because there's going to be a lot of things. That's going to be exciting. I will probably keep an eye on that a lot. And we'll probably do something for that. Alright. Now. Let's get. We're going into. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk about the Pokemon Gen 4 Remakes. And Arceus Legends game that came out and we're going to talk about the Mortal combat movie trailer and then the last uh then to end this show off i'm actually going to make an announcement about probably a bracket challenge of a bracket challenge for march and my and some plans i actually have i have planned for the next few months which actually is something because of uh some big news i got from uh from my family in maryland so that's something i will talk about in a moment and uh when we come back. So, don't go anywhere, folks. You're watching episode 21 of a J Money Talks podcast on SoundCloud and YouTube. Don't go anywhere, guys. We will be right back. Alright, guys. Before we get into this next segment, I want to at least give you guys an idea of pretty much helping you get some sleep, but also burning some fat at the same time. So, I recommend is Nitrate. Nitrate is a is a great nighttime fat burner, but made by InnoSubs I actually have been taking these for for practically the past few months now. It is a great fat burner, which has this great thing helps out. Here's the about sleep. Sleep is pretty much the best like form of cardio you can get. It also helps you recover better after a hard workout. In you know it's best, and you can burn a good amount of calories. Well, what this does, it actually does does just that. You take like you take these two castles like. If at least three minutes before bedtime, before I go to sleep, I usually do this three minutes before I go to sleep. I uh, it helps me recover better after every workout. I also not only burn the fat and also help me sleep better because it also has melatonin. Now it has these things called GABA, it has chamomile, like passion flower powder. Uh, what called valerian root powder. There's also like ashwagandha, ganja. Root extract, which I have no idea what that is. I think it says greens of paradise, CLA, L carnitine. No. I don't know what really any of this are going to be real of you. I don't know what most of this does, basically. But the main thing is it helps you, helps you know, helps out helps, helps you with your appetite, helps you sleep. good fat burner and also it works as a the thermogenic as well, so you know that so you pretty much get a good amount of sleep it's mostly natural ingredients and it's also vegan friendly so yeah if you're uh someone who's vegan this is actually very friendly it's pretty much all natural natural ingredients no no uh bad stuff in there so if you guys need something to at least get you going i recommend getting this thing from you know, subs it'll help you out tremendously it'll get you help get you healed up It'll get you. Not only help you get ready to go out there next day, but you also gain a little extra results if your workouts as well. So, I recommend it. I've been using this for months. I've been using this, especially in times when I need to get back on the saddle. I trust me. I usually take these two capsules every day, almost every night before I go to sleep. Except on my, ch- except on my cheat I actually do not do it on my cheat days, but. Every every day. I pretty much use take two of these and I feel great. So go to Enosubs.com, go to Enosubs.com, get you some Night nice Shred, and they also got a good amount of those things like the Enos Shred, which I'm gonna try try to get my hands on some very soon. Also, try to get some of that, try their liquid L Carnitine mixer or whatever. It's like it is called Folkarn, has like a great amount of stuff like Pink Starburst, which I actually found out when I mixed that in with my Vinyl bros pre somehow it tastes like pink lemonade. It just goes down very, very smoothly. it, it tastes amazing. Also tried the. Also got peach... They got candy peach greens, They got sour gummy candy. They got variety flavors. And they also got pre-workout. About, they have pre-workout themselves and protein powder, which actually tastes pretty good. And also, they also got some... Uh, They also got grains as well and a few other things. So if you don't mind, so if you guys want to check them out, go to Enosubs.com and tell them that your boy Big J Money sent NGFAS, how'd you hear from him. Tell them your boy Big J Money sent, yeah. Anyways, check them out, Enosubs.com. Now, let's get back to this show, baby. Alright, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with episode number twenty one of the J Money Talks Podcast. So now let's get into the first big thing. First big thing is the poke is Pokemon. Uh earlier this week was the twenty fifth anniversary of Pokemon. Uh Pokemon also known as Pokemon Day on February the twenty fifth. So we actually got the twenty fifth anniversary of Pokemon and of course one of the biggest game reveals was, was of course, it was rumored to come out, and that is the Gen 4 Remix. And they actually are coming. And actually, I've heard about the rumors, if it's coming, and I was excited if it was true or not. And then, then the announcement came, and I, let me just tell you, friend, my friends, I was happy for, to hear that Pokemon, that the new Pokemon game came out. And it was amazing. The Pokemon remake was coming out. I was actually excited for it. I was excited for it. I actually was wanted for it to come out. I'm like, I was actually really excited, especially Gen 4, the Gen 4 remakes was true because I am, I was a big fan of the Gen 4 remakes. In fact, my first game was my first, uh, Sorry, my first version, my first uh, year Gen Gen 4 came out was probably the thing that got me... Because Gen 3 introduced me to the game. Gen 4 was the series I thrived off of, especially... And I played Pokemon Pearl a ton. I remember also playing the Gen 2 remake, which was Hard Gold and Soul Silver, which was amazing. And a lot of things. Um, a lot of things. Uh, people say Gen 3 was the... I know a lot of people will say... I think a lot of people say... Gen 3 is the first... Is the best... Is the best... And then you got... Is the best... And then you got... Gen... But Gen 4... In terms of their battle system... Was amazingly good... It actually was... Uh... They pretty much did a lot of things... Make it work... And it looked... amazing. And... Yeah... Because you can do like... You can got physical... Tag... Special tag... You can do... And... Guess what? It was like hardly anything... You could do... Of course... One of the GOATs. Us, every team... Us, here's the thing: Every team, essentially, had reasons. A lot of Pokemon had reasons. Mon Mbidu, which was... Which everyone calls H.M. Slave, basically. Which we also call H.M. Slave. So, it is... So, the game is now called... The new game is called Pokemon Burly and Diamond and Shining Pearl. It's arriving on the Nintendo Switch later this year. And way it looks, it looks like it it looks like if you play the original Pokemon Diamond and Pearl from a DS, they like upressed the hell of it. It looks I it looks amazing. All the images, everything just looks like it's all like the same and it looks it looks great. It looks great. I'm uh, excited to go back to playing it. I actually played the first remakes like a long time ago, it looks amazing. Um I'm excited. Late, uh, if it's late 2021, it's more likely coming out either in November or December. Which, hey, if that's a, if that's the case, I already know this. I plan on doing streaming. Actually, I plan on trying to do streaming later this year because I'm planning on getting a new desktop. Getting a desktop, a desktop in the future, and so that was announced. Vanny they announced a new different thing. They're making a Sinnoh premick. Which is a game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. Which is pretty much a... Pretty much a... Which is pretty much the Sinnoh region. But instead of playing it like in the... What we know today, it's now... This one is going to look more open world. Like more open world... And where like you're pretty much roaming around roaming around in the open. You're trying to catch Pokemon. Some cases you can battle them, some cases you just hide and you you just dip in the bushes. You just like all these a lot of different things. Like it's and my thought process when watching this was it was amazing. Looking at it, it's like this is like the this is like the open world thing we wanted. Like Pokemon we all wanted Pokemon to be open world and it's going to be different. Like the starter Pokemon you have is instead of like the usual like Chimchar, Piplup, and Chimchar, Piplup, and turn to it, you're actually, your starters is actually Oshawott, Cyndaquil, and Rallet, which is actually really interesting. The Pokeballs are old, look older, everything looks older. You're pretty much responsible for making the world's first Pokedex. And then you also gotta look at the Gen, uh... It looks like uh, something you actually do a lot. And it's actually going to be... I think it's going to be really amazing. I'm excited for this. Now, the one thing I don't understand is somehow... A lot of people are complaining about how... How the games are... The games actually look. Look at how the game looks. like the comments about it is like... I don't know why... A lot of people like complained, complaining about the how the game looks because people were saying like saying the simplest things like they look absolutely disgusting. They actually ruined the game with the art style, and and I'm um, like in a lot of these other things, I'm like I'm just like it's just pretty much a recreation of the game of a, of the sprites. Just they were pretty much just. I say if we're gonna if we're gonna call it this instead of calling it a reboot, a remake, they could have called it a remaster because it looks like that is what is it, the case. Now it looks like they're actually now this game is coming out in months, so who knows? It might look much better, like it could like Link's Awakening into a different name, like everyone is going to say. Like okay, this is like, this is still a game that's gonna work on, and they're probably working on the graphics a bit, but a lot, of, but a lot of things is like for me, it's to me, I want this Gen Four Remix. I'm happy it's there. I never understood the Pokemon fan base, and I'm not saying I'm a big person who's part of the Pokemon fan base in general, but man, that is a you guys are complaining about something that just came out not too long ago. Like, why are you mad about something that just, that just pretty much just got announced? And it's something that we've wanted, I've wanted to see for years. To me, it looks amazing. Like, the recreation of it looks amazing. Like, besides, I wish we had that in 2007, 2008. Like, I was 11, 12 years old when this game came out. I was like, bro, I wish the game looked like that back then. Like, bruh. Like, come on now. Like, y'all are complaining about something that literally took... That's something we wanted for years, and then when we get the announcement, you wanted to be perfect. Ralph jump. I'm like, bruh. They say you're announcing it in late 2021, but we're gonna get it in late 2021. I'm excited. I'm overall, I'm excited for this game. I'm waiting. I'm ready to see this new re- this remake. I'm ready to play it on the Switch. I want to at least enjoy it a lot. Especially, I get to say my boy Chimchar, which is my favorite, which is probably my favorite starter because Infernape. He, it's because of Infernape and I'm just saying this like I just hope when we have the ability Blaze I just want to see I just wish they actually did a thing where they actually show show, show the Pokemon go Super Saiyan like you know like when uh, just like in uh, freaking in the anime which honestly I actually want to rewatch really that anime because that was actually probably the best I think that was when the anime was actually at its peak was Gen 4 was probably as best at gen 4 so that actually wants to me I'm pretty much a feeling of watching that myself at some point so I might do a re- I might do a reaction to the whole series from gen 4 of gen 4 so if you guys want to see that I want I'll do it too I'll show you I'll do something like that in the future anyways I'm excited for I'm anyways I am excited because I actually because I woke up that Thursday because they actually had this thing on Thursday morning and I was just like on Thursday morning, which I was at that point, I was barely getting up. So by the time I actually got up, I was like just barely top, barely getting up. I was just like I was a zombie. So, which actually was like pretty much me coffee. Because I was like, I was like, yes, yes, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited for it. So that's a big thing. So, so speaking of that, the next big uh, story is, of course. We got to talk about the Mortal Kombat trailer, which I am excited for that as well. Because I actually... That's exciting. My thoughts about the trailer itself, I think it looked pretty good. I'm like, pretty good. Like, they're actually... One of the biggest things I like is they're giving Scorpion more. Revealing more of Scorpion's backstory, which actually helped out a lot. Because in the original movies, they did not give much about Scorpion's backstory. And then, like the thing about the first Mortal Kombat movie is Scorpion and Sub-Zero are like kind of homies which I'm like oh uh, what so like if you watch the first movie it gave you could, it got, the nostalgia was off you know like the whole The of Mortal Kombat the lore somehow Scorpion and Sub-Zero are like up close like up close like like working together I'm like what They weren't... Like, Scorpion should be, like, ready a fight, and, like, they're showing a lot of stuff in there. Uh, A lot of stuff in there. I'm excited for it. My only thing about I will say is, like, the Scorpion, like, the Scorpion, like, get over here was not even, like, close to, uh, the, uh, to, like, the typical one. It sounded a little, like, they didn't have that, like, that guttural sound. It just, like, it was, like, get over here! Instead, it's... It's like a little, little pitch. It needs to be, it needs to be like that guttural one. It's a little higher pitch with that, GET OVER HERE! <laughs> I'm talking that, like, type of thing. Like, they gotta, they need to do better with it. So, that's actually, that's, I mean, I, about it. Uh, some people I've seen was about Melina complaints. Like, why she look like, she looks a little human-like. Like, she doesn't have, like, the, the cotton teeth and stuff. And, like... I'm like I don't know. Some people questioned like the acting actor, the actress who's playing her, which was who is this? Uh, I don't know the name. I don't know the name who Lena it is. It's this. this is it black? This is Blackley? Which I and they like announced this during the time like all the protests and stuff was going on, and it was like that thing like like inclusion inclusion, and I was like I don't know. Warm, and the people were complaining about that. Like up oh, here comes. Well, you're going to call we're trying to be social justice or whatnot. And I'm like, no. And I don't know what else to say. Other than, like, well. I don't know what else to say. So, um. So, I don't know much about Seiyos. I'm hoping the movie's good. I'm definitely seeing it In Fears. And I'm probably. Def- and I'm definitely wearing the dang scorpion costume, right? That's just chilling right there. I'm definitely wearing that. T- wearing it on opening day you bet money i'm wearing it opening day so trust me on that on that okay so we're gonna take one more quick break and when we come back we're actually going to talk about i actually have plans for a march madness bracket challenge actually i'm gonna announce that right now i'm planning on doing a march madness bracket challenge on uh for March Madness, of course, NCAA Tournament. I actually plan on doing a bracket challenge. I'll probably go through, do ESPN. ESPN. I'm actually going to work on the prize details. I'm gonna at least do that as... And it's almost time for the bracket to announce. Like, probably the day before selection today, I'll give you guys a full detailed idea of, like, how that's going to go. But I want you guys to keep posted. I'm going to leave you guys on details on that through my... Probably through my social media. So, if you guys want to go ahead... You guys, need to want to know how to get into in this bracket challenge and hear the details about it. Just go to my personal Instagram page and my personal Twitter, and my personal Twitter, which is both in there. It is both uh, my Instagram and Twitter, is both JMoney1196 on Twitter and on Instagram. The first JMoney1196 is all lowercase on Instagram. And you know, on Twitter, the J&M is capitalized, and uh, capital J, capital M, money, and rest, lowercase, 1196 on Twitter. So, you'll get more details of when themes are going to be out soon. I'll keep you guys in details later, very later, on, keep the details on that very, very soon. So, I'll let you guys know. In a bit. Anyways, we're gonna take one more quick break, and when we come back, we will get into the nitty gritty, and that's actually something I actually want to talk about for, which is actually gonna have, which is gonna affect the channel and also myself, also myself, for which is something that's gonna be happening in the next few months. It actually involves some family, actually is a family thing that actually is I actually want to at least get into very detail about. So. I'll break that down in a few minutes. So, we'll be right back, guys. You're watching episode 21 of the J Money Talks podcast on YouTube and SoundCloud. Don't go anywhere, guys. We will be right back. All right, guys, before we get into this next final segment, I actually want to talk about at least just saying gear real quick. If you don't know, guys, we're actually getting into we We're actually, gyms are starting probably. A, if you're in wherever area you're in, gyms are probably either opening up, back up, or gyms have gotten a little less looser with their restrictions, and you want to wear, and here's the thing, a lot of haven't probably haven't been sh- in trying, shape, you're trying to get in shape, but you need someone to like, motivate you. you, need someone to motivate you, or inspire you, one of the things is, you can, I, one idea, you can dress up like your favorite superhero, or an anime, your favorite anime hero. I, for me, I recommend Just Saying Gear, and that's one of the things I recommend to you guys. Just Saying Gear has a great amount of fitness gear, from Dragon Ball Z to Naruto to Namai Hero Academia, Attack on Titan, all various types of anime. From not only for men but also for women and children as well. You can dress up like my favorites, like me. I actually been... me. I got. I pretty much, like I said, I've been rocking. You guys seen my personal Instagram? I actually been rocking my Vegeta this vegeta super saiyan vegeta long sleeve and my vegeta joggers and super saiyan 2 majin vegeta joggers which let me tell you i've been rocking it very well and i've been getting a good amount of compliments i i get in shape i go in, get in shape i are clang a bank and i feel like vegeta or especially when i wear the shirt man let me tell you it fits perfectly on you you I've, you follow a size guide, and let me tell you, it will fit perfectly to you, like, especially when I when I wore it first time, let me tell you, I felt it, when I move, you move, just like, let's just say, when I move, you move, just like that, like, the suit moves with you, it feels, like, comfortable, it feels like you're wearing, like, Saiyan armor yourself, it's like, you feel like you are, feel like you're the prince of the motherfucking Saiyans, it, uh, it's telling you, it feels great everything works great, I, or I work out, I feel I work out like the prince, I feel like the prince, and I, I leave well enough into it, and it's it feels comfortable it feels great, I recommend this thing to everybody, uh you can get I mean you guys go to Jeff, you go to justsaying.co and right now in the a link in the description i actually have a pro of a code which you can use to save money and also it'll help me not only does it help you out also helps, helps me out and i think who knows how this goes in the future maybe we get an official code where it helps out the channel like and it's a win-win for both of you i'm giving you free game and i'm hoping you guys get in shape we we helping each other out that's the thing i i want i own I do not use products that isn't going to help me out and doesn't help you guys out. I don't want to give you guys products. If it doesn't work for me, I know it probably won't work for you. It's probably... I don't want to recommend something to you guys and it doesn't work out for you. I want to give you guys something you guys will enjoy. And I want to give you guys something I know I enjoy. I enjoy... I I don't know. You know, if it works for me, I know it can work for you. So... Check them out at justsaying.gear. I have a code in the description below which helps out for personal promo code that you guys can use. And I want to help spit some game for you. So, check out justsaying.co. They'll make you super. Just saying. Alright, let's get back to the show. Alright. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the J Money Talks Podcast. And we have... Now we're going to the final segment of the show, and this has been a long one. And actually, this is something I kind of want to mention, discuss with you guys. Because this is an important, important thing. And I want to at least get this out of the way right now. So, on, uh, if anyone who knows me personally, on late December 2018, my grandfather, sadly, passed away uh, at 89 years old. At eighty-nine years old, and at eighty-nine years old, and um, after a funeral, he left uh, something in his left uh, in his will. Pretty much the ownership of pretty much the of uh, of his house, which was a house he actually built. At he built, they built, and uh, they built, and built himself, and actually funded pretty much Hugh when he actually worked through, uh, you know, after he served in the military for, uh, I'm certain, seven years, for seven years, he actually built a house in Frederick, Maryland. And, uh, and it was going to be something that was not, and even though we, uh, it was something that was passed on me, my sister, I think my great aunt, um, a great aunt of mine, and uh, I think some other people and also various processions. Uh it, we pretty much the family found the best to like sell the house. Um so he they ended up selling the house. It went up for sale and it was sold for two hundred it was like sold for over two hundred thousand dollars and the number of people in the who was getting a portion what, of pretty much of the whole thing which was pretty much in this state was me, my sister, my father, a couple of my cousins, and uh, also uh, my cousin Mazio and my uh, cousin Charmis, who actually uh, helped with the funeral arrangements. After uh, also helped with the funeral the uh, funeral arrangements. Um. On side with my father, who actually was there to see my father in his last few days. Uh, last few days, actually. Um. So, I am... Of course, I end up getting a portion. And it was actually... That was something that was... That actually took a while because of lawyers. And then there was an IRS thing. Which had to do with... Do with... looked at something. It was like... It also had something to do with, like... The $1,200 stimulus check. Which... My grandfather got a portion of it. Because I guess... He filed a taxes in 2018. So, I guess it met the threshold of... ...who gets this $1,200 check, so... ...yeah, that's a process in and of itself, so they're figuring out that $1,200 check... ...and all that stuff. So, finally they actually found a way of, like, at least... ...giving us at least half... ...or at least, like, half of this check... <laughs> uh, ...half of this USA thing. I won't say to you guys the full amount, because... ...I wanted to keep that... ...that's something I should keep under wraps... But it's at least a good but it's a it's a good amount, actually, I'll say it's a good amount. And reason why I wanna tell you guys this is because I plan on in the next few months is to look into various avenues. Do you look at a very I'm actually planning on using that money in a very lot of ways. Among them is one, getting my driver's license. Actually actually well first thing is get my alerts permit and then go start driving school, which actually is the first thing. My dad probably has prioritized, has tried telling me I should should do it, which I actually am. And he keeps and he keeps pestering about me about doing that. And I'm pretty much one to do is actually spend it on other stuff. <laughs> so if he doesn't stop, so yeah, I'm pretty much going to be using uh using that money for that. Pretty much using mine for this reason. Another thing is I do want to upgrade. Upgrade this laptop, actually use a never get another one more up-to-date laptop, and pretty much upgrade, like, everything, like, you know, the camera, you know, upgrade the camera, upgrade the, upgrade the camera, uh, I'm not gonna change the microphone I'm using right now, this, uh, CAD audio microphone, which is a pretty good microphone, uh, I will be looking towards using that, getting, like, a different type of microphone when it's layer on, layer on uh, another thing is also getting a Is actually, layer on actually start using uh, the next few months Is actually planning on using try to learn actually kickboxing, like Muay Thai kickboxing, which is something I want to learn, and actually because my plan is I'm on at least learning kickboxing lean cutting down to at least 205 maybe like 185 and try an amateur kickboxing competition I and I know that sounds wild as all hell like wait you trying to do like professional fight no as you want to try an amateur competition see what it's like have have that feeling of like what it's like to be an actual fight so I know it sounds weird that's something I kind of want to try out see what it's like and you know, see what it's like. And, um, you know, see if we can get that in before the DS- year is up. And, uh, um, yeah, so get my driver's license. Again, getting my driver's license, getting my, uh, my, uh, get my driver's license, my, well, first my permit and then my license. But go to driving school, and uh upgrade this, this laptop here, and then also upgrade my, uh, my own also get my own desktop uh, so I can actually do streaming, stream (laughs) games, stream games and all that stuff, and stream games again, which actually was, which took a long while, which stopped for a while, because if you don't know, uh, when I moved, uh, well, moved, I will not want to say moved up, but evicted out of my apartment, I forgot to grab... To get my, uh... Grab the... Gaming computer and that's been a story for a while... And I've talked about this multiple times... And, uh... Yeah, I'm pretty much getting a new... And I know a lot of people have... Asked, like, how have you not... Didn't get back or... Tried to talk to you at... Listen, it's been over a year plus... I don't really... To me, I've... Not longer give a fuck about those guys about that apartment. Heck, they don't even own that apartment complex no more, actually. Run right, apartment complex anymore. So, I digress. There is a lot of things I'm actually looking into and, uh, that's gonna be a big thing that's gonna be looking forward to. And, but I'm actually gonna get that computer after I find, later on, my own apartment. Which, I'm actually planning on starting that process of looking for a for a, pretty much a two-bedroom apartment in June, and you know I know what you're thinking. Why well, a two-bedroom apartment? Well, one of the things is I want to at least have one because if you can see right here, I'm doing this in the comfort of my own bedroom, my own personal bedroom. So I actually want one room as an actual bedroom, you know, to sleep and also, uh, and also if I have any uh, guests, any unexpected guests of the female variety. I can distribute... Pretty much high quality... Vitamin D... Just in that bed... Alone... So... uh, Yeah... (laughs) And the other room... Make this a studio... Make this... A studio... Make one portion of this... A... A studio for... The podcast... A studio for... The... For the gaming... For gaming... Area for gaming... You know for games, for video games. Also, and everything is my, like, office for my actual job. My actual job, as you can see, because uh, if you don't know, I actually work from home now, so I actually have... So I'm probably using the computer... Getting my own desk and computer for that alone, so that way I have room for other things. And, uh, yeah, that's my... That's actually what I plan on doing with pretty much my portion of the estate money is pretty much that. And then also save. And then, of course, I'm trying to save that money. And actually, actually just, I'm pretty much getting that, that check is going to be in the mail probably. will be in the mail tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow, actually. So, first thing I'm going to do is put that and deposit that, those checks. Just deposit that check. And then first thing I'm going to do is pretty much handle my business. Handle what? I think the first thing I can do is at least start on immediate business and monitor things. So, that's actually a goal of... So, that's what's going on with the uh, channel. I want to at least give you guys that those details there. I at least wanted to share that information with you guys. Um, I will be doing a lot of... So... There's a lot of things I'm going to be doing in the next few months. So, will I be doing episodes of the podcast? Absolutely. I won't try to at least have as much of this. I uh, Also, well, there will be episodes of the podcast like normal. And also, I've been doing a lot more of stuff with... Uh, On the YouTube side of things, I've been at least keeping doing more regular videos. Especially, I've been if you don't know, if you haven't seen my YouTube channel, I've actually been doing some videos for... Who- I've been actually doing videos of an anime, well, quote-unquote anime, redo of Healer. And, which is, which has been a interesting, which is, I'll say this as a show, the nuttiest show, nuttiest anime that I've seen, that isn't an off-brand. So, and I've seen some off-brand where it's tame, some are tame, and some are tame, some are a little questionable I've seen this had to my mind which made me just say what the hell and others I'm just like others, it's pretty much it's a but this one is actually a nuts nutty one and it's actually a great series and the series is actually a pretty good series and uh, I hope you guys enjoy I hope you guys get I say go watch the reactions my reactions to it uh, I actually do it like almost every week the first one video is the first four episodes in, uh, the first four episodes in a actual, like, first four episodes are in there together. Or, did the first four episodes in one video. Then I did episode five, episode six, and episode seven. And, uh, yeah, my favorite episodes are, so far, is the second one and the sixth one. Because both of them are probably my favorite, like, no cap Cause those two have the wildest scenes in that show, and pretty much let's just say this: it's think of revenge porn is think of revenge porn in anime. <laughs> this is the anime version of revenge porn, like, and it's we're not it, it's it's a crazy show. So I recommend you guys seeing it yourself. I don't recommend watching the show yourself if you want to. I say this, the Uncensored version, you gotta find through, uh, you might have to go through sites that probably, uh, are pirated, so, but if a pirate's alive, it's not for you. The safest way I can recommend is you go to Verve, Crunchyroll, and High Dive, which actually has the Censored version, which, honestly, the Censored version might be the best thing if you wanna, cause actually... It's always a little nutty. (laughs) It's a nutty thing. Like you got is I can give you a I'll at least give you guys a Cliff Nose version. It's this 14-year-old it's a 14-year-old boy who is this healer who is a healer and who in his there's he in his first lifetime he was abused, enslaved, tortured, uh and uh, pretty much, let's just say, a certain R, let's just say, a certain R word was done to him, and done to him for years. And he ends up finding he's finds a way to actually decides to go back in time and is going to and decides to redo everything so he doesn't go through that same shit again. And let's just say this: the people who abused and enslaved him, let's just say. Some of them beco- are some of them become his slaves now. I say some of them become his slaves now, and uh, yeah, it's a show that has a lot of stuff in there, and I recommend you guys go see it yourself. Uh, I recommend you see the breakdowns myself because I I leave I go for details, and some of this stuff is I don't spare the details, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, no, you thing. in. It's a nice show with a lot of uh, let's just say a lot, a lot of off-brand in there. So, which I will, which I'll say that somehow it kind of, let's just say it, you you start thinking of like you want to see the actual plot of the show, and then you pretty much then pretty much the way the show is, it is pretty much makes you want to see more of the quote-unquote plot, if you catch my drift, and stuff. So, yeah, it, it makes you feel more degenerate as possible. So, yeah. So, go watch it. See, go watch the anime itself. And if you haven't seen... Uh, if you don't want to see the anime itself, hey, I don't blame you. You can see my, break, my reactions and breakdowns to it. Uh, you can find them in the links below. I'm actually going to make a playlist for you guys. So, you can see the first... See all the episodes if you want to. The first four episodes actually have been broken down into little chapters type of thing. To a little chapter type of thing. So, I actually got you guys. Anyways. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Episode of the podcast. It's a little long, long teeth. My apologies. I try at least... I'm trying to at least keep these things down to like two hours. To at least two hours at least. But, stuff like this goes... Excuse me. A little longer than normal. So... Hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, guys, um, feels good to be back, um, these things, we'll, we'll be back next week, I'm actually gonna try at least keep up, uh, keep it weekly, I'm trying to keep this out every Monday at 12 noon every Monday, that's pretty much my goal, and also when we get, also who knows, I'm sorry I don't want to have like an actual intro or outro, or my own Fan art, which actually, fan art, I do want to make eventually, a uh, little like a uh, little thing for uh, podcast and uh, also videos in the future. So I actually want to work on making something. So I'm gonna keep you guys in on a pipeline on how that goes. Heck, I might make it in the, make it in it for the next first the next episode. Who knows? So hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to leave a like, share this pockets around everyone in need of big j money of your boy big j money if you guys got any comments on pretty much your thoughts on a lot of other things if you guys got any comments actually i think next week or two i think the next episode or the next or the episode after that i'm probably going to do a probably a lot a q a a q a type of thing you no know? and if you guys got any questions for me or anything you want to answer or anything, or thoughts on anything, leave a comment for me to see. And then don't forget, to subscribe, to subscribe, or in this case in SoundCloud, follow for more of me. And the next video, will, be, money. Until then, my friends, goodbye. And, Good night. Bang.